Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watch a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And I, I have to say, Austin, after the uh, uh, deeply offensive climax to the episode we watched last week, I have to say I am feeling so relieved that we are we are back in 1990, uh, an era uh, 1990s WWF to be clear, a, a company in an era that is not going to do anything you know remotely offensive, insensitive, oh, or otherwise appalling. I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for a nice, easy, uncomplicated watch this week. Oh, uh, you're not gonna like one of the matches I pick for us to watch. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. You, you, I, I you, did. absolute, you absolute, you absolute dog. Pick, I did pick that match. I hate you. I actually hate you. God fucking damn it. <laughs> no, I was like, what are the odds? I'm rolling the dice. Son of a bitch. Oh, All right. Uh, so we are here. Noobs and Knockouts podcast, folks. Everything is pain always. Yeah. So we're back in 1990. We're finishing today the, the ultimate arc. Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. It's the WrestleMania six combination. A a a a a, a hulking uh, uh, a feud. A, a, the the Ultimate Arc, if you will. You know. Uh, yes. So we'll get to WrestleMania in a minute, but I do. We do. I do. It's been three weeks of time yes. since we were last here, where Warrior told Hogan to crash a plane and die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's a spiritual plane, you know. It, don't yeah. take it to de, uh, death threat. What death threat? Yeah, you got nothing. Right. So, I mean, not a ton happens on TV on a week to week basis, and that's yeah, definitely really? true when everything has been settled for mania at this point. Spinning wheels, but Those they wheels. did they did do a special prime time a special episode of primetime wrestling the week before mania called the ultimate challenge special uh, it was basically it was basically like an episode of prime time but it was on location in toronto and so did want to at least go over the results of that before we talk fair. about what matches we're going to watch on mania so uh basically gorilla monsoon and bobby heenan are in the sky are at the sky dome they are you know uh doing their usual shtick there uh first match of the show was the red rooster versus ted dibiase uh oh hey okay that was a dibiase one i'm sure that had a reason to happen just uh you know he's building momentum for uh, wrestlemania yeah you know uh then we had boris zukov versus the big bob man you the know. big Bowser man will make you what we we got to keep powering up those boys. Keep keep yeah, big uh bo- bo- big boss man won and then handcuffs Boris Zukov and beats him with the nightstick. You know police brutality. It's okay now because he's a good guy. What's a tautology? Of course. Uh, duh, 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 duh. uh this was a big segment they they recap this from superstars. Uh, Rhythm and Blues won a jobber squash match. And then after the match, they were going to play. They were they were they were uh, considering playing their song "Honky Honky Burn in Love" right then Ugh. and there. The Bushwhackers came out to interrupt them, and then the and then uh, Rhythm and Blues beat them with their guitars. Like they absolutely destroyed the guitar. 
well i mean to to be fair it's a very dangerous line of work to be a guitar in a wrestling promotion like you're just kind of asking for it at that point Mm -hmm. uh we ended up getting uh the macho king randy savage versus dusty Rhodes 1v1 here uh in you know instead of on the wrestlemania you know we got to do the mixed tag bullshit uh you know here we get the 1v1 though Okay. All and right. Fair enough. Ends in which, a which, 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 you know, we didn't need to see on the pay per view. No, no, that mixed no, no. tag was is the much more serious affair here. Absolutely. Uh, it ends in a DQ because Sapphire what? and Sherry run in the ring and start fighting. So the ref throws. Oh my god! We can't even get a clean singles match between Dusty Rhodes and Randy Savage. Fuck off! The whole, the whole match was a bunch of bullshit. Sherry interfered constantly. Savage hit Dusty in the head with a ring bell. Like there, there was it was shenanigans for the whole match. Yeah, that sounds about right. But man, man, why? What? I would love to see a legit match between those two dudes. Is that a thing that that ever? Not happens? that I'm aware of. Bro, I mean, come I, on! I'd have to look, but you know, uh, I guess cage match. You know, if anything has it, it's probably cage match. Yeah, you know. fuck me. We'll quickly see if there were any televised I matches. Surprised if they like ran it on a house show, but I also wouldn't be surprised. It's if those probably house shows were, like fucky. The house show loop. They probably did wrestle Randy Savage. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't be surprised if that shit also ended in DQs. Because <laughs> fuck me. Uh. Let's see. Um. They wrestled. Uh. Randy beat Dusty by countout in on a Saturday night's main event. Randy beat Dusty Rhodes in two minutes on SummerSlam 1990. Jesus Christ, come on. Then there's the mixed tag at Mania. Then this primetime match I just mentioned. And then the Royal Rumble match. Those are the only televised hey. matches. Hey. Now, uh, they, they wrestled a shit ton on house shows where most of the time either dusty and sat they usually if it was dusty and randy usually it ended in a count out Bruh. and if it was a mixed tag now these now after post wrestlemania dusty started pinning randy at house shows okay um well, and then mixed and then in mixed tags they would then they would run back the mania mat tag on house shows and oh, dusty nice. and sapphire would would always win okay sure um, fair enough i guess fine god damn it but yeah in terms of televised matches between the two it's just those oh, oh. unfortunate anyway, all right moving on yeah the earthquake and jimmy hart were on the brother love show on superstars and they just hyped up beating hercules um we get the wrestlemania 6 main event contract signing which was an insane visual hogan is it they're in the same office they were in for the andre hogan's contract signing uh hogan is in his like regular gear warrior is in regular clothes but with a face paint on yeah what the fuck and he's got his hair tied back it feels so yeah. wrong you sent me that picture mm -hmm. hogan is just like you know at wrestlemania brother the light that is hulkamania is gonna destroy you he says like a couple lines and then warrior has an entire rant for like two minutes and yeah. 
He talks about how he's going to steal the power of those who doubt holding the WWF title, referring to the Hulkamaniacs, and the power of those who have no fear holding his own intercontinental title of his warriors. Yeah. They started bringing in the power. Like these are, these are like two powers that will be combined into one person at this point. And I will get more into how, what this happened is this feud in the last three weeks when I get to it. Uh, we had Ronnie Garvin versus earthquake and, uh, earthquake wins. Uh, Big shot clean, there. Fair, hey, yeah, fair, fair enough. Hey, now they that he's not him, the Canadian earthquake, he's allowed to, I don't know, be cool and win shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Heenan in studio uh, says that he will be setting up a blue van to sell WWF merchandise out of over the weekend. Check oh, that, that's, I'm sure that'll come. FBI, open up! <laughs> we get the Colossal Connection versus the Rockers, which is a fascinating... Oh. Kind of like Andre versus Wait. Shawn Michaels, a a thing, a pairing we, that obviously didn't happen. Did, often. We that, did we get that teased on our last episode? I think we've gotten that teased a little bit before. Yeah. Okay. I think the yeah. Were Wait, that like, that would actually be sick as fuck. Okay. Cool. It was all right until Demolition ran out and just beat up the champs and caused the DQ. Like it was. They sure, collect, sure, co- the connect the colossal co- the colossal connection didn't even like cheat. The demolition just ran in to beat their ass. Like it's not like they didn't even shenanigansy. That this is babyface comeuppance. They just were having the match. Yeah, no. But uh, for a while, way, there. It's, cool. yeah. it's a cool thing that Shawn Michaels has shared the ring with Andre the Giant before. Like yeah. that's so wild to think about. Yep. And then, uh, kind of the ending bit here is we get the end of the bit of Bobby Heenan needs tickets. Is Gorilla Monsoon got Bobby Heenan thirty tickets? Okay, why? Just a whole because that's how many he said he needed. He said he needed thirty tickets. Yeah, that's okay. Fine, and he sure, did, whatever. and he did the business, and so I guess just to ha- hold one over on brain that he needed Gorilla's help for this. Fair enough. Uh, okay, WrestleMania six. There are fourteen matches. Plus the advertised bit where the rhythm and blues are going to play honky honky burn in love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we have, we normally do for podcasts for, for the pay-per-view episodes, we, we cut her down to two matches okay. and in true WrestleMania six tradition, we're only watching six matches. Yes. Of the 15 things I just said. Yes. The pay-per-views at this point in time are fucked. <laughs> they they give a lot of time to a few big matches, and then everything else is super short filler matches. Um so I will go over the matches one by one. If there's any story bits that I think we need to still be reminded of, I will bring them up as well as which ones we're actually going to watch. I will go ahead and get out front just to not spoil when this happens during the show. But we, I tried so hard, but we're not watching Rhythm and Blues debut honky honky burning. I thought for sure you were going to make me fucking suffer through that shit. I tried. If I could have fit it in, I would have. 
Uh, but, well, I know. still have to deal with that other thing. So, you know, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. <sighs> I will be watching the entire show and we will That's be true. getting the beat, the bit by bit of what happens with hockey. Eight. <laughs> okay. So not a match. This match that happened on, as a dark match, but I'll just throw it out there. Paul Roma fought the Brooklyn Brawler in a dark hey, match. Is this, are we? Is are we mean? in? I uh, remind me. Uh, we are in um, uh, the time when Brooklyn Brawler is allowed to win. Sometimes. Yeah, he's not a total jabroni jobber yet. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting there. He's, he's rapidly slowly. approaching, but yeah. you know, not there yet. Uh, then first match of the show, we're not gonna watch it. Coco Beware versus Rick Martell. Uh, this has no story. Rick Martell spent more time beefing with beefcake over yeah. his pouring up jacket. Why, why? Oh my god, some of these matches were so random. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, then next match, the first match that we were going to watch, it's the Colossal Connection versus Demolition for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a battle of two big beefy tag teams fighting each other beefy um boys. yep uh we're gonna watch that because it's one of the bigger matches here next match hercules versus earthquake another match of big beefy boys yeah there's not a lot of story here there is some in that earthquake has been cutting promo i mean he went on the brother love show Earthqu- so whoa nice. earthquake's been cutting promos that's new yeah, he, he he can do some promos of mostly just yell about how an earthquake is coming. They sure they sure just started giving him a lot more dignity when he stopped being Can- they're like they're like fuck them Canadians, you know? Uh you don't you it doesn't matter to us what you do behind closed doors, but you know, don't shove it in our faces, all right? Yeah. Don't be a dirty Canadian in public. Don't don't be waving a maple leaf, you know, in 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 front of my dick or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. I will go use this point in time to bring up that I did make sure that we are watching all the celebrity bullshit. Uh, Look, I feel like you gotta. It's WrestleMania. You gotta do the celebrity bullshit. Haven't we like bigly downgraded on celebrity bullshit between one and six? We have. I here's the celebrities on this show. Okay, Uh, Robert Goulet. Oh hey! Oh yeah, he sings the, oh, the Canadian national anthem, Daddy. Yeah, and then Rona Barrett, famous gossip co- celebrity gossip. Oh, oh fuck the the isn't fuck who 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 is it imply? Isn't it implied she's like sleeping with Gene Okerlund or something? That, no, with Jesse Ventura. Jesse, that's a whole bit. But she is. We she's also been advertising. That she has got the scoops on what's on where Miss Elizabeth has been. Yes, because she because Miss Elizabeth disappeared from TV essentially after the Mega Powers broke up and, yeah. and Randy Savage turned heel and the whole story was like, what side is Elizabeth going to be on? Yeah. She ends up kind of taking a side of neither side and stopped appearing on television. Like well, she's been, I gone. If she's that had, been gone. If that had connection to anything outside of, uh, hmm. but Rona Barrett promises that she has an update on what's been going on with Miss Elizabeth. Okay. And then we also have an advertising Steve Allen. Um, who? 
the, the comedy writer who was the original ah, the host comedy of the writer. Show. Well, he was the original host of the Tonight Show. Oh, okay, sure, fine, whatever. And he's famous. He's famous as being a musician. He has written. He's written tons of shit, and he, he plays piano and all that. And he's he's tell. He's gonna be telling jokes. He's, he's got be jokes. Making them funnies. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be. Well, here's the here's the question: How much creative control will Vince McMahon actually give him? Like, oh, I know you're a, you're a comedy writer, you know, but but we we write the jokes around here, man. <laughs> yeah. Christ. We'll see. We'll see how Steve we'll Allen does. We'll oh boy. Okay. Then with the this next match that we are going to watch, Mr. Perfect versus Brutus Beefcake. I mean, this is one of the longest running stories we've seen. In yeah, the for real. Of Mr. Perfect cut the hair. Excuse me, Brutus Beefcake with his stupid gardening shears cut the hair of the of um the genius Lanny Poffo and Mr. Perfect is mad about it, and Mr. Perfect is the heel in this situation. Which? I don't know. Oh, I don't know how that works. You get away with right. anything if you're a face. No, it's cheeky and fun how Brutus Beefcake assaults Violated. people and cuts their hair. That's very Violates people's fun. consent and defaces their bodies. But great. Absolutely love hilarious. Love oh, this guy. It's awesome. Great, great. Keep going, guys. Keep it up. Noted babyface. Noted baby. That's one of my favorite, lo like, long-running things on our show is noted babyface. It makes me so yeah. happy, yes. Noted babyface, forcible haircut giver, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Thank you very much. Yeah. So then the next match that we're not going to watch, the Hart Foundation versus the Bolsheviks. Um, we're not watching that? Boo. No. You try to squeeze that in, but we're not watching it. I, okay, I, I appreciate you you making the effort, all right? I had, I tier ranked every single match on this show of like what, in like the order we need to miss them in. I, it was four tiers. I only got through the first two tiers. Of That's okay. Interesting. And then Hearts versus Bolsheviks, Hercules and Earthquake and Rhythm and Blues were on tier three Damn. because they had some amount of television build. So I was yeah. like, we gotta get there next. If and I also, got and also, we just love us some heart foundation. But you know, yeah. sacrifices and must tier, be made. Yeah, and tier four is obviously like this was not on television at all. <laughs> they, they just threw this shit just, out there. They just said it's WrestleMania. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, then the next match. Uh, actually, have I skipped it accidentally? I did. I oh. did accidentally skip. The match that Peacock already cut for us. Oh, hey. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. Uh, the reason that match has been cut, for those of you who don't know, is because reasons Roddy Piper has, and the Bad News Brown has kind of become a race thing. Yeah, um, for some reason. Which I didn't get the connection. Maybe I just wasn't. Maybe I zoned out too hard during Bad News Brown promos. That's a very big possibility. But I didn't catch the part where he made it about race. To where Roddy is then like, it's not about being black or being white. It's about that you're a jerk. And then he start, And then he wore half blackface. Yes, he is. He has started wearing half black 
paint it's, on his it's face. It's not about race. Now let me now let me blackface half of my face. He's he's like, I can be white, I can be black. Actual uh, thing he said. No. And I can be violent guy. I can be purple. I can be purple. Anyway, he said he can be anything, but he's not. He can't be yellow. It's, oh my like, god! He's not a coward. Oh that. Oh that. God that's damn that's so great. Yeah, that that doesn't have any bad connotations to it either. That that oh, has no oh. racial connotations to saying yellow. But no, all the way off. God no, absolutely not. Anyway. Roddy Piper is just now constantly appearing like this. He wrestled a match like it. He will wrestle the match at WrestleMania like that um, with half oh black face. So hey. Peacock cut the whole damn thing out. Based? Based? And uh, and in case you think like, oh, I guess Bad News Brown is an okay dude. No, because he has now been like, Calling, he's been calling Roddy a skirt wearing freak, and he said it don't matter if you're a man, if you think you're a man, or if you think you're a woman, I'm gonna beat you in mania. Oh, beautiful! So, like, this is like weird racism versus weird homophobia. Absolutely, I that is what I'm all about here in my wrestling. The this is the apex, the cross, the crossover between. Uh, you know, the, the, the racism X queer phobia, <laughs> beautiful, Absolutely. outstanding, 10 out of 10. Yeah. So we're not watching it. I'm not bothering to go. And I, even though I'm going to watch the whole show, I'm not going to go bother to look up the match to get the complete experience. Uh, then next match is the barbarian versus Tito Santana. Okay. This is the Barbarian's first big match ever since being sold to Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, that whole weird breaking up the, okay, whatever, it's fine, whatever, stupid. Yeah, anyway, the next match that we will be watching, Randy Savage and Queen Sherry versus Dusty Rhodes and Sweet Sapphire. Like, I mean, we Uh, have to, you know? the the most deeply serious version of this match. There is nothing else we could have done with this storyline. It had to be the first ever mixed tag match in the WWF that Dusty Rhodes explained in the most confusing way possible. Uh, it's uh, you know we're getting we're getting Dusty and San- and Savage in the ring together. We're getting Dusty and Savage in the ring together. Count, count your blessings, David. You should. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't Next foreboding match. at all. Next match that we're not watching, the Orient Express versus the Rockers. Oh, shit. Um, The Rockers have kind of mentioned the Orient Express once or twice on TV, but it's mostly a match with no real story to it. Yeah, sure. Why not, I guess. I mean, two of the more athletic teams in the WWE. That that would be a better one as an exhibition match to watch. That would actually be a more exciting match. For sure. Like, I think think if we had gotten down to Tier 4 and I still need another match, I would have strongly considered this one. That's that's I, I would have Um, next match that we will not be watching: uh, Dino Bravo versus Jim Duggan. Okay, that, USA, USA. Oh, okay. I wait, guess. I don't is know. Dino Bravo, not USA, USA. No, we were, we talked about this. He's Italian Canadian. Oh fuck! Oh Before. yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. Woo, hacksaw. He's got a board. 
gonna hit you with his board. I'm I should get and hit. And the WWF I, sold foam boards because uh, the foam smart. boards, the foam two by fours. I will never be over that. But you know that shit sold like hotcakes. God damn it. Yeah. So after we skip, after we're only watching two of the first. If excuse me, three of the first eleven matches on the show, we are going to watch three of the last four. Okay. So very back heavy, back heavy here. Literally, yes. The next match we're going to be watching: Ted DiBiase versus Jake Roberts. Uh, Jake still Jake has the million dollar title. It's still in in Damien's bag. Yeah, Ted DiBiase has somehow completely failed with his millions of dollars of resources to engineer any kind of, like, solution to this problem. Ever since he has gotten an official match with Jake Roberts, he has stopped trying to get the belt back. It's like he just is like, I okay, I'll just wait till April 1st and get it at WrestleMania. Like, he's not even trying to get it back before then now. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um... And the next match that we're definitely going to watch. Oh, we're definitely going to watch. Akeem, the African dream, versus the big boss man. You know, big boss man turned babyface because he didn't want to be a dirty cop. Uh, just Even though he is cool with police brutality, just going to, again, make sure that we remember that. And so he is now having to fight his former tag team partner of the Twin Towers, who is a fake who is a white guy pretending that he is from he has roots from the deepest darkest part of africa i still don't understand why they did this character who thought this was a, well we know who thought it was a good idea but what how even in vincent kennedy mcmahon's like twisted ass mind how why what i hate it okay big boss man I, baby face as much as the police brutality thing is like what the fuck I kind of dig him, so, like, one half of this is fine enough, I guess, but holy fuck, why? Why does Akeem exist? Stop it! Bad touch! Ah! Yeah. So, what a a cursed team I just said there. The Twin Towers featuring a cop and a fake African. Yep. All of that ages badly, really. At least he's not in blackface, I guess. Like, at least he is just white. This could be even worse somehow. It could be. Speaking of even worse, uh, the next match that we're not watching is Rick Rude versus Jimmy Snuka. Good. Correct. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, there's no real story to it. Um, But hey, Rick Rude is... Rick Rude is hot, and Jimmy Snuka murdered his girlfriend. Yeah, so, yeah. perfectly evenly matched people here. Yes, and then of course the main event, uh, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. So yes. here I kind of have actual plot to talk about, I guess, in that we have been charting the arc of this storyline through the promos of these two idiots. And trying to find a real narrative. Well, what the, what the fuck else is there? There's been no cool in ring shit that really happened. Like no, it's just them almost Rumble, hitting. Was... It's them almost hitting each other. Oh my god! It's the okay. Uh, ah, so yeah. we start. The feud started with Hulk Hogan, um, 
trying to see what this warrior guy is all about. Yeah. Because he felt the power of the warrior and it felt like an equal power to him. And he wanted to know if, if the warrior was of the devil. Um, of the we devil. made a lot of jokes about Hogan being like Claude Frollo. And honestly, what I'm going to say tonight just adds on to this idea. Okay. So, okay. We had that part. And then eventually Hogan after like being saved by the warrior and having a couple more almost in-ring confrontations with him, he's kind of been like, maybe you're one of mine, dude. Are you an ex? Are you a are former you, Hulkamaniac? He's so have- paranoid about like, about which cult fucking warrior originated from. This story starts becoming more about the idea of like Hogan, losing the faith of his war of his hulkamaniacs to the warrior and which there's a real meta story here because this is this they they very much saw warrior as the next hogan they wanted that to be him so there is this whole idea of like of like are you are you the who is the chosen one who will lead the hulkamaniacs to hulk of heaven or whatever what you know who 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 the second coming, my only begotten son. You yeah, know, and, insert your preferred religious imagery here. And Warrior has kind of been trying to sow the seeds of doubt of like your warrior, your your Hulkamaniacs are losing faith in you because they see my power. And so you should crash a plane and go fucking die, you fucking useless old man. See, Fuck. now there's the big turning point. Is he tells Hogan to go crash a plane, mm-hmm. and suddenly. Hogan stops trying to give good faith reads to the warrior. Yeah, like, really? Suddenly, Suck. this is about, like, he has now realized that there are two equal powers. Like, one is the sun and one is the moon. The darkness of the power of the warrior and he prayed to his God. He went to Venice Beach. He got on. He rode to Harley Davidson, and he prayed to God. And God told him that Hulkamania will live forever. I'm his not Mecca. kidding. He said that legitimately. I, I'm still not over the fact that, like, he like the Venice Beach gym is his like I don't know meditation grounds. His religious his his religious home. Yeah, <laughs> of his ancestors, he it's, and, instead of instead of taking a Eucharist, he injects holy roids. You know, yeah, and he has he says the power of light will conquer over the darkness. This has become a Kingdom Hearts feud. Oh <laughs> no, no, now, oh light no, versus darknesses. Do, do you think the light will defeat the darkness, brother? No, Hulk Hogan. And, I think the darkness will defeat the light. Meet me on the the ground of the Keyblade Graveyard, Hulk Hogan, where the seven lights and the 13 darknesses will rage and the Keyblade War will be renewed again, Hulk Hogan. You will know what it is to be Norded, Hulk Hogan. Instead of this, the X sigil to oh get noted by the warrior, warrior it's the face paint. God fucking damn it. Oh no. 
Anyway, the one this is okay. So this has now become darkness versus light, and Warrior, for his part, doesn't disagree with that. Like Warrior's like you're you're the power of darkness, and he's like, yep, okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, correct, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, correct, totally. Hulk I have the dark Hogan. It is dependent, you know, up to you if you think that warrior actually thinks that or if he's letting hogan psych himself out by thinking that he is of evil darkness but on the claude frollo arc we have now reached the part where he is putting warrior to the pyre he (laughs) he gave warrior a chance to be his taking becoming the chosen one of the hulkamaniacs but now he has decided that the warrior must be destroyed hellfire dark fire brother yep anyway i don't have sanctuary hulk hogan (laughs) 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 fucking hell oh my god Stupid, stupid. I'm losing to a bird, brother. <laughs> I ain't putting over no birds, dude. That's a, that goat statue's pretty hot, eh, dude? No, wait, no, no, stop. No, bad touch. You stop that. I will not. Oh, my God. I want anyway. out. I want to be free. As I said, uh, as I said at the press conference thing, the warrior is now like we're talking about the powers of two becoming one, referring to the belt, like having the belts as well as the metaphorical powers of their various fan bases. And yeah, warrior is taken to calling the Hogan's fans the ones who who doubt, and his own fans the ones who have no fear. <clears throat> Okay, that, that is that. Those are descriptors. Uh, dis- descriptors. Just the those are some descriptors. Oh uh, yeah, those are descriptors, kind of brother. Okay, <laughs> the holy but, scriptures no. of Hulkamania said spoke of the ones who have no fear, brother. The ones who have this is this is like the book of Revelations in the book of Hulkamania. Oh my God! The end times. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are are I guess Hogan Warrior and the two fucking belts. Yes, absolutely. Like that. That perfect sense. Um. Yeah. yeah it's about so as much sense as any of the other like fucking theology established here. Of course, they have otherwise just been yelling at each other in promos. Uh, so not a lot of other story to go over here. But did want to bring up as we have tried to chart the arc of this as a as a cohesive narrative not an easy task mind you not terribly no that we did i did need to bring up that the promos have changed yet again uh, what well yeah cuz the cuz of the darkness thing the, the, oh yeah the, okay uh, fair the kingdom heartsing has happened the kingdom heartsing the no- the nording of the of the promos yes you will be Norded, Hulk Hogan. God damn it. Okay. So if you'd like to watch along with us, <clears throat> you can do that at Peacock, NBC Universal's a streaming service. It has all of WWE's uh, con- streaming content there. 
And we will be back in the back half to discuss WrestleMania 6. WrestleMania 6, baby. Let's fucking do this. And we are back. We have finished WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge. I... Did... This was not what I was expecting. In some ways, I knew exactly what I was expecting. In other ways, I had no idea what I was expecting. What I am about to divulge over the next eh, couple of hours is almost disturbing to me. In the, I, I absolutely did not see this the fuck coming levels of, of things to talk about, both on just a generally unhinged level, but also on kind of an earnest level. Uh, the, ah, ah, I don't know what to make of this. We're going to be going on a journey together, folks. This was uh, the WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> this really was the WrestleMania of all fucking time. Like, this, this says something. This was like a top three WrestleMania. In 1990. Yes. In 1990. Hold your horses. Yeah, I was going to say, hold the hell up. It is worse than three and five, better than one, two, and four. Um, It's better than... I thought one and two were well regarded. No, they're dog. One is like usually forgiven for being the first one. Two is almost universally derided as dog shit. Except for Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. No, that's in WrestleMania three. You're thinking of oh, fuck me, fuck me. Okay, yeah, yes. Okay, yep. Never mind. All right, yep, 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 yep. yep. Got it. All right, I'm on the same page now. Mm Mm-hmm. And then WrestleMania four was the first Trump Plaza show that was like a one night tournament for the WWE Mm -hmm. title that had like 18 matches. Yeah, which is insane. All sucked. And then WrestleMania five was the second Trump Plaza show, headlined by Hogan and Randy Savage. Generally thought of as pretty good. Okay, very nice. Very nice. Mm And then this was, this was something. Yeah. Okay. And I, to be clear, guys, I watched all three and a half hours. You're so insane. You're so insane. Somebody has to have seen all the filler matches. No, somebody does not. They're so worthless. So we open the show in the galaxy of space. I want to point out that Vince's very first words here are upon the examination. And we pan across like space to see some constellations. And like the first constellation we see is like Ursa major or something like that. But the way it pans, it looks kind of like it's about to be a uterus, which <laughs> upon the examination. <laughs> and then it's the uterus. It's oh no. Oh no. Oh Jesus. Oh no. It's funny guys. It's a uterus. They'll never know. We're examining. We're gynecologists now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Vince Vince clearly took some allegations. F- and also I'm part some... of the FBI, a female he... body inspector. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, Vince, really Vince took would some, make some, uh, some allocution lessons and some coke from Warrior before recording this, uh, considering yeah. the insane like poetry that he was spitting. Uh, but we 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 find ourselves staring at Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior constellations. I've always looked up the two the most guy. powerful forces in the universe. I've always loved at night looking up and seeing Hulkster Major shining bright as he drops the leg down on Orion for the one two three brother and gets his belt. 
Uh, the Hulk constellation oh, actually refuses to put over light pollution, brother. Hey, brother Ursa, you were gonna put the belt on Ursa Major, dude. I don't think that. I don't think he's ready, Jack. I think that's he's right, gonna that's put gonna... the belt on me. Do you, you, you see, you see that Ursa Minor fucker. He's a uh, he's he's weighing Ursa Major down. Ursa Major's got to shake him off before you can come for my belt, dude. No, no, dude. I'm afraid that's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, then uh, we cut to the arena. The t- the commentary team for tonight is Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Yes, the this this combo oh is i have a combo. so i have a lot of i have a lot of commentary notes actually this time and oh boy do i have a lot of commentary notes about one thing in particular i there's a lot of things in particular that you could be talking about and i'm not entirely sure um i have an That's overarching fair. we'll get to it i have an overarching theme um uh, para- according to Jesse Ventura, WrestleMania is greater than the Super Bowl, is greater than the World Series, is greater than the Rolling Stones. Apparently, I guess Jesse's at home making tier lists. Um, yep. But we got down to the ring to start the festivities. It is Robert Goulet is here to sing. Oh, oh my God, Canada. the star power. They got Wheezy's singing voice from Toy Story 2. Oh my! Oh my! They're really lighting up the sky with these stars, brother. Yeah, honestly, it made me happy. I, uh, being a giant theater nerd, that is my Lancelot from Camelot right there. Yeah, we love it. Godspeed, Robbie. Yeah, so they play it pretty. They just play it straight. He just sings "Oh Canada." We get sweeping shots of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this segment endorsed by Canada's tourism board. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. man, if I don't get Robert Goulet like running down to the ring later to do a run-in spot in full plate armor, I want my money back. Fuck you. Um, so um, we That's uh, we get the, the first match of the show that only I watched. There's plenty of those to go around tonight. Yes. It is the Birdman, Coco Beware, versus the model, Rick Martel. I do want to point out real quick that uh, I did quickly see Howard Finkel starting to announce this match, and it just said on his title plate, The Fink. Uh, Yeah, Howard Finkel says, I'm the Fink, and everyone else is like, no. Hey, (laughs) hey. Trying to get that over? Why? Yeah, they're trying to get it over. He's the Fink. Oh my god! Cool. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway proceed. First, uh, I only I do make a note here of uh, as Coco Beware is coming down to the ring. Jesse Ventura is like, well, that Robert Goulet, he reminded me of Axl Rose. And Gorilla sits there, and he's like, I'm not sure who you're referring to, Jesse. And Jesse goes, you know, Axl Rose of Guns and Roses. Oh my and Jesse, god! And the girl like, oh yes, I am. Oh that oh, Axel. Ah uh, ah uh, yes, uh totally. Uh huh. <laughs> Gorilla's just like shaking his head silently and shrugging at Jesse. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What what? Who is Guns and Roses, Jesse? Who has guns and who has roses and why are they together? Uh yes. Yeah. So honest, Rick Martel. Um, he talked. Jesse talks about when Rick Martel comes out about how you know he. He sprays arrogance all over himself when he goes to Hollywood. People all around can smell it. How good he smells. And girl's like, oh, brother. Anyway, I mean, Rick Martel submits Coco Beware in a Boston Crab in a perfectly serviceable TV match. 
Sweet. goes a couple minutes. Like... <laughs> what a gr- what a great way to kick off WrestleMania! A perfectly serviceable t- serviceable TV it's, match. Let's it's go. It's a baby. whole lot of fine. It's a whole lot of yep. now. Yeah, it's time to go backstage with Mean Gene, who is with, as Mean Gene puts it, the colostopy connection. The I. I, was he trying to say the colonoscopy connection? And I then feel like off? that. I feel like that's what he was going for, but he did yeah. he, what he well, said because, was colonoscopy. Because then, because then Bobby the Brain Heenan pulls out the absolute thinker of a line of, if you want to talk about evacuation. <laughs> um, so I assume he was trying to say colonoscopy. Um, yeah. uh, Bobby, <laughs> this is a great little bit. Bobby Heenan uh, goes like, we know how we're going to, because Colossal Connection, they're going to look at demolition. We know how we're going to treat demolition, don't we, gentlemen? And Haku and Andre speak at the same time, but Haku says, we're going to eliminate them. And Andre goes, eliminate them. Yeah. Um, and then, but then after that, we cut to Sean Mooney with demolition. And Axe is like, you want to know why I'm called Axe? No, I have never no, asked that I don't, in my life. I just assumed it was because they demolished things. What? But it's because he can chop down the biggest redwood. And he's going to chop down the big Polynesian trunk. And he's going to yell timber when he does it. And then Smash is like, "We're gonna, I'm going to stick Andre in a car. And he's going to go off a cliff and smash into the cliff. Uh... Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like they're, I feel like he's trying to like hop on the like insanity of, of fucking. But Lord he did not have a good answer for why he's named Smash. Yeah, and then sh- and then and then Sean Moody's like, gentlemen, this is starting to sound like a demolition derby, and demolition is like, now you're getting it. Sure. Okay. I guess. Um. I swear to these God, these guys after- get away. These guys get away from Mr. Fuji and become the corniest wrestlers on the planet. They, I, they, their faces now, and so they're just gonna lean into doing whatever crazy shit they feel like, and everyone's gonna be super into it, I guess. Um, I swear to God, man, Axe's makeup looks like it was designed during fucking Picasso in his cubist area. I swear to God. Um, I see that. Yeah. Uh, it's so bizarre. I don't understand why he looks like that, but you know what? Good for him. He's culturing himself. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jesse, we we cut to the ring. Jesse remarks that Andre is looking bigger than I've ever seen him, which really by what, by what metro. Okay. Um, anyway, I I did note the colossal connection, getting a jobber entrance. That's a good, I know they didn't even have a fucking entrance. And then meanwhile, demolition out here in their gear, once again, making me think they maybe just accidentally wandered into the WWF from a leather, from a, uh, from a leather daddy convention. They are. Uh, strapped to hell <laughs> they are strapped to everything is le- they these these guys i swear to god how they, did, they how did this even you know how did this even happen in 19 yeah i'm surprised in 1990 catch the shit out of this one in 1990 how did this happen this this they're wearing stuff that would be that like it, that like if you wore that to pride some kind of parents would be like, think about the children about that. Think about <laughs> true. If you wore this to pride. And I don't, so I don't know what the fuck, how the fuck this happened. I don't goddamn know. It was a different time, I guess. Um, so, uh, this match is interesting because it's Haku doing like 90% of the work. And then Andre just kind of ambles into yeah, the ring to like yeah. do some poorly executed interference he, uh, spots he uh is not andre is no longer in physical condition to do 
very much without much being anything. able to just hold on to the ropes. I know. You do feel really bad for the guy. Uh, meanwhile, Axe and Smash... Mm. Okay, okay, Austin, you are more familiar with... You are still far more familiar with this era than I am. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do, I can't tell. Do Axe and Smash have a very interesting, like, halting shared physicality? Or are they just bad? <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> I've I personally have always felt demolition feels like a knockoff Road Warriors. Uh we got Road Warriors at home. <clears throat> so like interesting. I don't I don't think anyone is in the I think they're I think the Road Warriors are more capable of good matches than demolition, but I think both teams fit into that archetype of like they're here to be badasses that beat people up really quickly. Yeah. If you ask them to do more than that, it is going to be trouble. That yeah. Well, because like the way that they just have this very like robotic way of moving. Like it's yeah. very like quick and harsh and halting. And I I don't Wah. know if that's on purpose or Wah. if it just sucks. Or if this is just as good as it gets for them. Yeah, right. Um well, uh, I'm not they're, impressed. They're... I'm not impressed by Smash's work as the Repo Man. So you know, maybe this I is keep just forgetting as that he was the fucking Repo Man. Oh my God! Oh, how the mighty fall! Oh, it's, it's so bad. I, how the fuck do you go from being Smash to being the Repo Man? That's the crazy part to me. Is I don't like... actually know how Axe got fired, as a matter of fact. Like now that I think Oh, he got fired? It. That's why he was going. I mean, he's like, not get the fuck out of I mean, dog. now I'm curious because it's like he's uh, he's not in the company in '92. That's why you do no, the fucking the stupid ass, you know, repo man stuff. But I have no idea why it uh stopped, you know, why it stopped. Um, why he left? They were clearly oh, they they turned they turned over. heel they turned heel again. That's nice. What in okay. a weird way? Um, because they were still they were insanely over here. Um, like legitimately, like people were fucking digging them. Uh, uh during this match. Okay, apparently, um. He apparently he had just been having like IRL medical problems. Okay, well, um, fuck, at the time they, they kind of led to them to like slowly replacing him with Crush. You know, before he became oh. Shaka Bra, he before was Shaka Bra, new dem demolition member Crush. Uh. and then and then he left the company at Survivor Series 1990. Oh fuck! Okay. And they wouldn't tag, and he wouldn't tag team together with Smash, uh, for 16 years. After that, I'm surprised they got back together in 2006. Was that like the the like Veterans Battle Royale or whatever? Like when the when they brought no, they're just they they've actually Axe has never actually been back to WWE. He just does like indie shit. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? He's actually. Yeah, he until he retired in 2017, he was just working the indies. Hey man, get that bread. Yeah. Um. So, uh, there is actually kind of a cool little spot where like Haku and Smash are like back to back. They have their arms locked around each other. Um, 
and uh, Smash like pulls Haku backwards to hit the like, a slow pen. crawl crucifix pin on this. Yeah, like, this and then Andre just immediately runs it and kicks him. Okay, Kick is putting it very nicely. Uh, he vaguely taps them with the toes of his boot, and hey, then and big then man did. Big man was doing what he could. I I also somehow only just now learned that there's apparently a five count for like getting out of the ring after in theory, a tag. Yeah, and yeah, uh huh. And rich people actually face consequences for committing. That's why crimes. it's okay. AEW in theory has a ten count for that. In feet, okay. Well, that explains a whole lot, actually. Referee's so discretion so on, on that 10 count, you practically know how infinite. <laughs> um, uh, we gotta, we, the, I, I, I saw a funny moment where Haku just like fucking like waves his arms around for just karate yeah. chopping at his fucking throat. Dude, Haku <laughs> is kind of hilarious, cool. it's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, I'm kind of into him. I don't know how much he knows legitimate martial arts. Maybe he does, and I'm just making fun of actual martial arts. But yeah. he has very cartoony martial arts hand movements as he like Correct. does chops and kicks. I know, but it doesn't amount to anything because he because then he just like why he just jabs you in the throat. Um, yeah. uh, he also and if has I am move and if I am hard. making fun of actual martial arts, I want to just apologize to Haku right now. Please don't come kill me. <laughs> he fucking would too. He uh, would. Gotta uh, be careful yeah, with that. He well, he you know what he'll do. He'll get you in his submission move that that targets the trapezius, aka the shoulders. That seems survivable. Um, hey, it's very painful when you get gripped on the shoulder. Very painful. Really, very strongly, and have and have like ten different potential points of egress from that hold. Okay, sure. sure. Um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Outstanding. Um, fuck, what else? Uh, uh, the double clothesline. We got a double clothesline spot. MJF and Adam Cole. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the match is serviceable. It's not. It would be better if Andre could be more involved, I think. Correct. Because uh, it is but, really apparent that he's just not able to do He just can't. Anything. Uh, but smash action smash double clothesline andre into a corner to knock him out knock him down uh they but then uh andre gets back up he grabs smash and he sets up haku to do the thrust kick but now function at the junction what's your function messing up tag teams and i didn't think to keep doing the lyrics (laughs) after that one of these i will i will come back with a full parody anyway i'm excited Malfunction at the junction. Andre gets kicked in the face and then gets tied up in the ropes. And okay, then... again, lightest kick in the face ever, and he manages to he manages to get his whole ass body tangled in the in the ring ropes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then demolition hit their finish move. It's like one of them holds him in like a a uh, bat a like backbreaker position, and the other like mm-hmm. elbow drops onto him. I don't know yep. what it's called. But they win. Demolition are the new tag team champions. Three time, three time, three time. Baby. Yeah, and absolutely. Keenan gets in the ring. He is fucking pissed. He's chewing out Andre because that's clearly a he's, good idea. He's, is he's to poking get at him and he's him. like, and Andre's trying to be like, hey, I got and Bobby, and Bobby Heenan is able to say in like view of the camera, I'm the fucking boss. He actually, you can hear him oh, say, I missed I'm the him fucking, say that. 
Yeah, you can hear him say it. He goes, I'm the fucking boss. I'm the fucking boss. And I'm like, what the hell? That doesn't hey man, he didn't, legal. He didn't, know, he didn't know the mics were picking him up. Yeah, well, then why was he saying that? Like, if the mics weren't picking him up, who the fuck was going to hear him? But yeah, Bobby Heenan, for the, the brain uses his big old wrinkly membrane to think that it's somehow a good idea to get right in the face of Andre the Giant, start chewing him out. He, and Andre, yeah, he's going, oh, no, I could. But then Bobby Heenan slaps Andre in the face and Andre immediately, like, stands up and he grabs Heenan by the collar and he just starts smacking Bobby Heenan around. This and is the baby, the final baby face turn of Andre the Giant. Yeah, I didn't realize he got a face turn at WrestleMania 6. I thought he stayed heel until like the end of his life. No, he does get a face, one last face. We get to see the full circle on this because we did an entire arc about the yeah, heel turn. About and the now we get turn. to see him turn Three baby years face. later. Three years later. Yeah. Holy shit. Um... Yeah, the 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 face turn from Andre, which gets a huge pop in the crowd. I think they were all very relieved that they were allowed to cheer for this poor man. Again. Yay, we can um, cheer for Andre again. Yeah. Um and then but then Andre turns around and there's Haku is so okay, so he, like he throws he throws he he throws Heenan out of the ring. So he's not and, and, looking and at him. He's just looking at ragdolls. And then but Haku is in full crouching tiger stance, <laughs> waiting, for waiting for Andre to turn, turn around. around. And then he does and he goes for the thrust kick and Andre just catches his foot. Yeah. And then, and then Andre, like, he, he, he tries to go to the cart and then Haku tries to follow him and he just fucking, oh, like, this was so funny. Andre's, Andre's just out here like, I ain't walking up that damn ramp. Haku, yeah, Haku and, and, and Bobby are trying to catch the cart back and Andre just throws him out and takes the cart for himself. Absolutely. He, he ain't, he, he, he fucking put in his time. He's not walking up that ramp. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, Andre, or Haku and Heenan look all flavors of pissed on the outside of the ring. Um, Jimmy Hart out here giving the most boilerplate earthquake promo. It really possible. was. It literally, si si scientists, seismograph, epicenter, Richter scale. Oh, I got a bingo. Um, Bro, this is all their, all their gimmick. All this gimmick is right now is them using like natural disaster terminology. Yeah, I know. Fuck. But anyway. Uh, the, the match then that only I watched, and you're probably better off for it. Uh, Hercules versus Earthquake. Um, I mean, it's a it's a very standard like big strong boy versus giant monster match, in that a big portion of the match is like, whoa, Hercules has never faced someone this big and strong before. Oh, he's oh. almost knocked down Earthquake, and then Earthquake wins. He, he <laughs> they don't even fucking put over Hercules. Now fuck him. Now fuck him. Earthquake has got to. Earthquake has got to go feud with Hulk Hogan over the summer. Fuck him. Wait, Earthquake, Earthquake is Hogan's next feud? Oh yes. no. Oh man, Vince really did diagnose Hulk Hogan with old in 1990. Holy shit. I mean, ironic. Ironically, it was actually better than what he gives Warrior, which is a retread of his feud with Rick Rude. Wait, really? 
Yeah, he already had feuded with Rude a bunch for the IC title, and then in the summer of 1990, they say, fuck it, let's run it back for the world title. And by then, everyone was about sick of that. Oh my god. No fucking way, dude. Oh, yep. Booker of the Year. Any who? Yeah. So Earthquake does his big splashy sit move on Earthquake, on Hercules. And then after the match, he does it again. And and Jesse Ventura's like, well, that's the aftershock, Gorilla. You know, after I've definitely heard that exact line on commentary before. They, they, you know, I'm sure he tell they tell all the heel commentators to say, talk about the aftershock. Talk about the aftershock. Say the line, heel commentators, the aftershock. aftershock. Yay! So he did it to him again, and Hercules is able to get up on his own power because he's so strong and awesome. He's so but strong, but he couldn't he fucking take beat a, the earthquake. He did take an L here. To take a massive L. Um all right, and now uh, Let's we, go. we have Queen Queen of the Columns, Rona Barrett, interviewing, oh, oh my, Miss Elizabeth. What are you that. doing here? She's She has returned from exile, I guess. Um, I, I paraphrase, I, I paraphrase shit in the weirdest ways. My first note here is just, Rona says, you're very beautiful, please kiss me, mwah, mwah, mwah. and then they rode into, <laughs> off into the sunset in a sapphic fantasy. Um, yeah, hold on, okay, I mean, that's Rona's very complimentary of Miss That's Elizabeth. halfway correct. Look, what actually yes. happened, of course, is that <laughs> she, she did, she was like, wow, you know, I, I talk with all these starlets of Hollywood, and many of them pale in your beauty. <laughs> and Elizabeth like, like I said, Thank please you. kiss me, mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah, yeah, again, I, I said it was only half wrong. Uh, <laughs> so she wants to know where Elizabeth has been, man, because she's pretty much been off TV ever since the Hogan Warrior, Hogan Savage feud a year before. Uh, Elizabeth is like, well, it's true. Uh, most of my involvement in the WWF these days is in an advisory capacity. To whom? About what? Yeah, I want I'm to very know. Are they like breaking kayfabe? Did she actually have like a backstage role like at this I time? No, probably. Uh, but she said she's staying away. She stayed away from the ring because she doesn't want to disappoint her fans. And Rona's like, "What does that mean?" Rona's like, like "You lazy bitch! They want you. You're disappointing them by not being there. What the fuck?" Yeah. Well, hey. Well, Elizabeth is like, "Well, you know, in the past, I've had an opportunity to get involved and." I've been afraid to not because I was afraid of getting hurt or anything, but because I was afraid I wouldn't do enough. And it was and afraid I, of and, my shitty fucking ex-husband. And it would disappoint the fans. And Rona's like, no, the fans would just love to see you no matter how much hell you, the way you doing was enough. And Elizabeth is like, hmm, you might be right. I'll be a more active person. Miss Elizabeth returning to the ring in the near future smash foreshadowing to, foreshadowing smash well smash cut to halloween havoc 1997 her breaking a whole ass fucking platter <laughs> over her. The, true, the culmination of seven years of i know that's long that's long-term storytelling right there absolutely oh my and god backstage sean mooney is with brutus the barber beefcake with, with with impeccable line delivery from sean mooney by the way if i may if i may very briefly do an impression <clears throat> brutus the barber beefcake what are you doing sean mooney just seems impeccable. Like so... anyway he's, he's 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 taking a look at mr perfect's record it's pretty impressive 
but then, but you know, Beefcake is like, well, Poe Buddy's nerfed, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Uh, oh my God, Jesus Christ! That's a that's a that's a name I haven't heard since. Fuck. I really did think about the entire. I did uh, think about bringing up the actual Hannah Montana lyrics and keeping it going. Austin but, the Knockout, what are you doing? Listen, pal, <laughs> I was actually super into the first couple seasons of Hannah Montana as it as it, it was. Like, I, I never really watched it, but it did seem like it was a fun show. You know, it was as a sidebar. I was more of like, you know, a sweet life of Zach and Cody type of guy. I was 4K no los dos. I watched so that's, much Disney Channel. But, that's, uh, that's fair. Anyway, um, that, that all leads to the, the next match. Mr. Perfect versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes. Uh, Lanny Poffo, the genius, is already in the ring. Uh, Jesse uses this as an opportunity to call a uh, gorilla fu- gorilla monsoon fucking stupid uh <laughs> gorilla gorilla out here like yeah where's your degree from your mom university oh owned oh, oh uh, so owned um so also jesse ventura suggests that brutus beefcake cut up that stupid jacket of his well with his head so so here's the thing so mean gene the drip expert as we call him uh man right. I, I i call him that all the time says that brutus is out again remember brutus is the is the good guy here and mean gene is the good guy commentator so mean gene in what is an attempt at a compliment says that brutus's outfit looks like a grenade went off in his pocket and then and jesse jesse ventura is out here with the actually far more reasonable take that yes it looks like he cut that shit up with his own clippers that's what i think he was going for why is jesse probably uh so this match is fine i think um it's not it's Uh, not as it's i don't know i don't i I guess in my mind i expected more i don't know necessarily why but you know heading is talented brutus beefcake is he can he he's fine talented. yeah he's I, fine. he can hold his own enough well, I, just think I, this gimmick well, is I thought henning i thought henning would have like been able to carry him through like to through to making a quality match out of yeah him. yeah side i will say henning is like he's like the og like like fucking bump, king bump like a fucking maniac yeah he like like he gets like irish whipped into the corner like leaps off against it and does like a goddamn backflip yeah he's he's nuts i made note early in the match with brutus beefcake does fist of the north star punches in the corner that's how i wrote oh that god that's <laughs> Yes, and we we get official confirmation that fucking Mary Tyler Moore is here. So you know between between Robert Goulet, Rona Barrett, and now fucking Mary Tyler Moore, WrestleMania six, I am declaring it is officially for the girlies, and by the girlies, I of course mean nineteen nineties housewives. And you know what? Yes. Way to expand that demographic, Vince. I'm proud of you. This is I was I wasn't ready for Mary Tyler Moore. I was like, I, what? That was practically a fucking here? jump scare. It's like Jesus ah! Christ! I didn't, uh, I didn't realize this was a Dick Van Dyke show reunion. Fuck. Oh no, shit. The Mary Tyler Moore show live at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh my God. Outstanding. Now, and I have a bit with her later that David didn't watch. Yeah. They, I, I apparently missed out wait. on um, She is allegedly a fan of Brutus Beefcake. I doubt it. 
Um, she, yeah, she again. She she totally gets what's going on, you guys. Just you wait. Um. Anyway, she, so anyway. Brutus is trying to do the sleeper, and yep. then the genius jumps up on the apron, and then very oh. quietly drops the scroll okay, in the ring. Okay, nah, I'm calling bullshit. Re Lenny Poffo gets up on the apron and like he's he he has the ref looking at him. He also has fucking Brutus looking at him and he he just like nonchalantly drops his like metal diploma into the ring but in what should be full view of both the ref and fucking brutus's like peripheral visions but no somehow neither of them catches this <laughs> and, yeah, and we got this we got the same peripheral vision as that ref in the goldberg first goldberg now this what the hell anyway oh. it's perfect hits beefcake in the face with a scroll uh and then as gorilla puts it the pendulum has swung a whole 360 degrees and then jesse has to be like what it it swung 180 degrees gorilla if it swung 360 it'd be the exact same yeah maybe maybe when uh when earlier when when jesse was calling gorilla stupid and said he hadn't actually like made it past ninth grade you know if, if my man doesn't like know his angles i hate to say it maybe jesse had a point you hey know? man he might not know his angles but he knows his goddamn anatomy he knows and we will be getting to that I do, I do, uh, I do retract that. I forgot what a master of anatomy Gorilla Monsoon is. The, the, you know, he, he's out here being like, ah, the trapezius orbitus stupiditus is is getting. Just say the gorilla. back, Gorilla. Just <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the back? I was talking about the buttocks. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, uh well, like we get an ex an extended long period of time where per where Brutus Beefcake is just on his knees and Mr. Perfect is just kicking him and punching him in the face. Yeah, but then Beefcake grabs Perfect's legs, flips him up, and flips Perfect head first into the ring post, and Brutus Beefcake wins off that. <laughs> He, yeah, and of course, Mr. Perfect sells it as, as insanely as you could imagine. You know, I think my man like tumbled like three different times before hitting the mat. Um, but yes, uh, uh, so, so Brutus, um, fucking gets the dub because of course, and then where he, he goes for the Clippers, except Lanny Poffo tried to sneak off with the Clippers. King, king of, king of rolling nat twenties on his stealth checks fucking like tries to sneak off uh, unfortunately though he needed to roll a second stealth check and yeah, that right it. yeah uh that, that he actually no, well, he rolled he rolled nat 20 sleight of hand but he failed the stealth check to leave ah uh, yes yeah the the plate armor of his uh of, of his like graduation robes are clanging all the way up uh yeah. uh yeah so um brutus gets them back to so so he can ensure that more non-consensual haircuts are given out jesse uh, recalls this abuse and i agree and i also agree with this uh and of course gorilla is fine with this 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 starts a running theme we will see throughout the night of actually neither jesse ventura nor gorilla monsoon have any fucking principles they are no, fighting all... shenanigans from no, their respective in, morality side it's in in their world what you do isn't what makes something moral or not. It's who Correct. does it that makes Correct. it moral or not. 
So because it's like almost cartoonish how in every match, like they trade positions on this. Like in one match, Gorilla's like, "Yeah, shenanigans," and Jesse's like, "Oh no, that's just not fair." And then in the next match, Gorilla's like, "Oh come on now, can't we have some decorum?" Jesse's like, "Shut the fuck up, Gorilla! You have no idea what you're talking about. You gotta do anything you can to win." Like there is no no principles, no consistency. No, it's terrible. No, so. Genius tries to run off with Perfect here. Beefcake grabs Genius and Perfect just lays there dead and I guess leaves him to die. Yeah, pretty. And he doesn't go back for Genius. It's been long enough, I guess, since the fucking Royal Rumble that Lanny Poffo's hair actually has like grown back from the shitty ass haircut that well it's not gonna be gone now. Yeah, Uh, so Poffo, poor Lanny Poffo gets a second. Prudence Beefcake gets in the sleeper hold, knocks out Lanny Poffo. Gorilla's on commentary, be like, well, this is what the people want to see, Jesse, and so do I. And this is fine, because this is all extracurricular activity. And Beefcake does bring out an actual pair of of uh of scissor of like uh of uh uh scissors, barber shear, barber scissors. He's not trying to dude's the hedge clippers and he just starts cutting off genius's hair for what it's worth i guess he's evening he's evening out the the look after uh what he did last time I but guess. like God damn then, it well then we get an extremely awkward cut past the where roddy piper and bad news brown happened oops oof ow Which, yeah. by the way if you want to know why that ended well it was the it was the immovable booking obstacle versus the <laughs> unjobable force. And so, of course, the answer to the jo- Bad News Brown never jobbed to anybody. Roddy Piper never jobbed to anybody. <laughs> Obviously, it ended in a double fucking count out. This was the true. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that was a brilliant idea from Vince. Like, fucking book two of his like biggest prima donnas against each other at goddamn wrestlemania oh yeah and i'm yes, sure that'll re- come to a really satisfying conclusion vince and as a reminder to us all this match was cut from the peacock version not of the network the network still had it i did watch i have watched this wrestlemania with that match it's oh not God. like it's anything special but they cut it because Roddy Piper does an entire promo and then the whole match ha- painted half black. Uh, I still can't believe. I actually can't believe they thought they were cooking with that. Like, I know ethnic pandering was Vince's bread and butter, but that's not ethnic pandering. That's just terrible. Yeah. All right. So it's it's an awkward cut because you can tell they cut from it. And also gorilla sounds like he's 80 yard because they mute the crowd from the match too i I assume because they because of roddy's music so they don't want to i guess because they don't want to give away leave no trace so like the crowd is dead ass silent and so gorilla just throws to backstage to no noise sound so yeah it sounds like they just like edited him in in post 
That's incredible. Honestly, honestly, with, with, with what a fucking mess this WrestleMania is of insanity, that's on brand. You know, it, it felt fitting. Speaking of, okay. Steve Allen is in, is in the bathroom. He's in a shower room with a a piano. With a full ass piano. The appropriate acoustic environment. And he is going to sing the Soviet national National anthem anthem with the Bolsheviks. And and the Bolsheviks show up, and, and they fall and, for this. They and, and, they should have known and, better. <laughs> I don't. And Steve Allen goes. All right, gentlemen. One from the top. A five, six, seven, eight. I get no kick from Ukraine. What? <laughs> and then and then you think like, well, they're like, hey, that's not the song. <laughs> In 2023, that is a hell of a thing to hear from a 1990 WrestleMania six. Mm-hmm. Bro, I, I was talking to I, I I I posted a clip of that to my to my Snapchat story, and Cam messaged me, yeah. and he he made the excellent point of like if if WWE were still doing the ethnic pandering shit today, we'd have like you know for WrestleMania 39, we would have had like the Ukraine boys versus the mean Ruskies. <laughs> and I don't I don't want to think. Yeah, and then okay, then the second song. Then he just goes. Then he goes. All right, let's go. This is a warm up. All right. And then I didn't know the third song he did. Oh, guess what? He did it a fucking again. The only one I t- I took note of was the I get no kick from Ukraine. That's so, going to be burned okay. into my head. I'm not going to be able to hear I get a kick out of you without my mind going, I get no kick from Ukraine. Oh, my God. Oh my Damn. God. I didn't... Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn, and, and I, I, this isn't like... how I needed to learn that Steve Allen was a tanky. You can't, you fuck me. God damn it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he, the, the, he keeps telling the, the, the you know, the boys that, that were warming up. And they're like, what hot? What hot? Stop and then, okay, up. so then it seems like he's finally going to do it. Yeah. And then someone flushes the toilet behind him. <laughs> and Nikolai Volkov just bops off. <laughs> Just just goes into a flood rage. Yeah, the, the sound of a toilet flushing actually triggers, you know, his deep-seated, like, Soviet conditioning. Like, you know, it's 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 like fucking, like, Captain America uh, with, with with Bucky has, has, like, the secret phrase to activate his, like, so evil the secret, evil and, and Except the secret phrase is, just, I get no love from Ukraine. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, and followed by a toilet whatever flush. that yeah. third song is, and then yeah, the toilet flush. Oh my god! Oh, now I want to. I gotta look back up and see what that what that third song was because that is gonna bother me now. Um, yeah, okay, so, so the anyway. fifth match of the show: the Hart Foundation versus the Bolsheviks. And I know. this and... this match, I you know what? This match was so good. I took notes on the whole thing. Let me go ahead and read it off. Okay, fine. Uh, Nikolai Volkov starts singing the Soviet national anthem to booze. Obviously. Obviously. The hearts, the heart foundation jump them while they sing. Neidhart knocks Volkov out of the ring. 
The Heart Foundation hit the heart attack on Boris Zukov and win in 17 seconds. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. It's 17 seconds. You dooted me. I thought for sure that I was missing an actually good match. Fuck off. No. Nope. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Well, this fuck is, I honestly, I consider that the most. I didn't show David the timestamps of what was when, only <laughs> when, what times he needed to watch. Yes. And some of that was to preserve him knowing how long the actual matches we were going to watch was. But I yeah. admit, I also didn't want him to know how short the Art Foundation Bolshevik was. Oh, you. The disrespect. Yeah. Okay. So. Then, next match, though. There is another match to get to before we get to your next thing. Oh, uh, okay. Please. The Barbarian versus Tito Santana. Oh, yeah. That's a thing, I guess. That match happened. In a show with multiple that happened matches, this might be the most that happened. That happened. Yeah. Anyway, Tito Santana. Basically, Tito Santana hits the flying clothesline. He has the Barbarian pin, but oopsie doopsies. Bobby Heenan put Barbarian's foot on the ropes. Uh, and then the Barbarian hits a top rope flying clothesline and wins. He Congratulations. What did he do? Then my next note is a recap video in my 1990 WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. They kind of relied on that multiple times. Um, something I don't think we saw um, in the buildup to this, or at least if we did, I forgot about it. Sapphire, like, doing a hair throw move on Sherry at one point, like, early on in the feud. That's cool. Yeah, I did. I don't think we talked about that. Um, yeah, uh, we cut to backstage uh, with Dusty and Sapphire. Uh, Dusty said, Dusty, in reference to the Macho King and Queen Sherry, says, They ain't no kings or queens, daddy. This is proper America. Um, and then, basically. and he's basically. like, If they want to be royalty, where well, they'll see the dust in my sweet sapphire have got the crown jewel. I, yeah, yeah, they search Sean's like, What? And Sean Mooney sells that like it's a thing. And I was like, Wait, is this not just like some some like proverbial crown jewel like aren't they just talking about their own skill level except Why? you think that except everyone else seems to think there's a real crown jewel because well john mooney does and then well we'll get to it um, yeah we'll get there i want to point out right now as i saw sherry come out i wrote sherry martell in her finest evil queen core bro Bro, because fucking... I want to say that I fucking beat Gorilla Monsoon making the exact same observation. Well, see, I just noted that they had the fucking drip, dude. Macho King and Sherry were like, they were dripping the fuck out. Like, this is, and, and Sherry, like, had this makeup going, like, holy mm-hmm. fucking hell, dude. Um, it absolutely incredible. Um, they also I, had actual servant people carrying the cart on. Oh flight. my god, I didn't catch that. That's actually awesome. Yeah, that's why their cart moves so fucking slow. Just because oh, they had shit. actual people carrying them. Oh my god, holy shit! Um, fucking um, and 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 then Dusty and Sapphire make their entrance. I have to say, I actually, I, I can't remember if I've said this before. I really dig dusty's theme like uh like i i made a oh, point yeah, to the, add that the, the like, american dream yeah is the, the common man boogie the i common like man boogie is like, a great song it actually is i had like multiple songs that that i added 
like I finally got the kicker in the rear to add to my wrestling theme playlist. And yeah, that was one of them. Um, so um, we quickly find out that no, the common, the, the, the crown jewel is not a metaphor. It is in fact, Miss Elizabeth coming out to be in Dusty and Sapphire's corner, which I have to laugh. Elizabeth also enters to fucking pomp and circumstance, which is, you know, Randy's theme song. The what? Absolutely. Uh, I, will, I want to back up here is that during Randy's entrance and Sherry's entrance, Jesse pipes in to make, to say that, you know, Randy, they pay their taxes, whatever you're trying to imply about that, Jesse. But all gorilla has to say is I'm sure they do. I'm sure I have no he doubt. Also, he also doesn't know what that means. He and has then, no goddamn clue. And then They're Jesse all... is like, and then Jesse is like, well, you know, Randy, the macho king and queen will literally have their hands full. Tubs what? of fun. Get because D- tons of fun because they're because Dusty and Sapphire are fat. fat. Okay, fuck you. Shut up. Um so and then Jesse, of course, is like, and then Jesse, of course, is like, well, Elizabeth must be dreaming about getting back with Randy Savage. Why else well, would she be course. out here? Well, of course. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, this this match, um, this match is shenanigansy bullshit immediately. Okay. okay. Hear me out. So uh, it's early observation so first of all jesse ventura on commentary is is out here being based and advocating for intergender wrestling please ignore all other context of of the manner in which he's advocating for intergender wrestling aka macho king stepping in so he can beat up on sapphire and elizabeth simultaneously please ignore the context uh it's the 1990 ver. It's 1990 version of being of of uh, Twitter videos being like, oh, women are equal, huh? And watch uh-huh. this is just a dude beating up women in a gym. Yeah, see a 1990 uh, equivalent of that. Yeah, look, look, we're uh, I'm 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 following the letter of the base, not the spirit. Okay, um, so Sapphire gets in the ring and and she's actually like, oh, okay, like she's she's very clearly quite green. Mind she you. has learned like three moves, and we are but, gonna work around but that. For an older woman who has never done this before, you know, I'll say it. She's putting in the schmoves, actually. And and she's, also Sherry's hella good at her job here. Yeah, yeah. Sherry will sell as like someone a who as someone who as someone who is actually a women's wrestler, Sherry. Yeah. So Sherry, so Sherry can carry Sapphire. And then also, for as much as I was bitching about it in the front half, the, the Macho Man and, and Dream versus Dream action we're getting is actually, like, pretty solid and not, like, only five seconds long and full of nothing. Like, they're actually, like, doing some good work on each other. Um, based Gorilla Monsoon is also starting to advocate for intergender wrestling. Please ignore all other context of how he wants Dusty Rhodes to just murder Sherry in her sleep. Um, <laughs> but like, Bro, can we have literally anyone on this show advocate for intergender wrestling and it not be because they want to watch a man beat up a woman? No, fuck you. But also, Austin, you said it's shenanigans abound, and yes, it is. But you know what the result of that shenanigans is? Kind of actually intergender wrestling base. 
<laughs> I did. Well, I did. I did make a note. Dusty got two women on his side, and nobody is is stopping Sherry from interfering. I, I know and we're actually like getting some action between like at least Sherry and Dusty a little bit, like a little bit with like Sapphire and 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 Elizabeth against Randy, kind of a little bit, sort of like. Uh, and it was it was fun. Uh, uh, Elizabeth quickly uh, yeets uh, fucking, or she, Elizabeth manages to. So uh, there was a moment where Sapphire tried to step to rant to save Macho Man, save Dusty from getting hit with another elbow uh, axe handle drop. And Mm -hmm. so Randy tossed her out of the way. And so Elizabeth kind of had cared for Sapphire for like a decent. Yeah. But then, but then, but then Elizabeth, like Sherry, like goes to the outside to like, escape some shit and then elizabeth like fucking like gets she she like throws sherry into the ring and and sapphire is the one who's allowed to like get the dub which yeah is really... so the so like kind of the finish of the match here is it like um um uh saf is it sherry is falls is falling onto the bottom rope Elizabeth Dexter, and then she trips over um Sapphire, who's kind of like see who's kind of like crouching in front of her. And so she trips over Sapphire, and then Sapphire rolls up Sherry for the win. Sapphire gets the dub, which is really nice. Austin, I can't I can't believe I'm saying this. I kind of loved this match. I did I I I'm this I am oh I am I'm I am shocked. All right. I am I was, too. You're telling me I thought this was gonna be doo-doo and piss me off, but I kind of loved it. It like we actually got a little bit of like shenanigans action and and also uh like uh, it was fun, it was charming. We got some great Elizabeth comeuppance against her shitty fucking ex-husband not actually ex-husband in 1990 yet but still you know we're getting there like this is it was great i liked it i was not expecting that holy hell so that ruled um dang all right i mean i'm not gonna dissuade you then all right did you did you enjoy it not really Uh. i uh I, i i like some i like the big moments were fun but the match as a whole, general, I it was, I generally thought it was pretty boring. But that's I'm not, fair. you know, I'm not going to dissuade you on that. Uh, that's, that's fair. I get it. I think it just like it hit in a way I wasn't expecting it to hit. So I kind of like just grabbed mm-hmm. on and held on for the ride, sure. and I enjoyed the ride. Sure. So fuck. Sure, sure. Anyway, uh, Dusty grabs Randy's scepter, and and then Elizabeth jumps in the ring to celebrate. And Elizabeth, and you know, Randy keeps jumping on the apron and be like, give me big the scepter. And he eventually, he eventually leaves. And then it's like, they're just dancing in the ring to common man boogie. Elizabeth with that step clap, step clap. I know Elizabeth, Elizabeth is like, is, is like joining in on the fun. It's really cute. Um, yeah. So that, that was fun. Um, so, uh, we cut over to, um, we Wait, get the announcement for WrestleMania. We get the next is the announcement for WrestleMania seven. Why? Why did I have a note about Brain having a psychotic break? What? Because that's that? after. Give it a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> but first, 
we get the announcement of WrestleMania 7 in the Coliseum and the 100,000 fans. That's definitely what's going to happen. That's 100% what's going to happen. WrestleMania 7, as we know, is great. Shut up. They will not fake a bomb threat to move to a 10,000-seat arena. That's not what's going to happen at all. Wait, fuck. Did I know about this? This is the Slaughter Hogan thing. Yeah, uh, I know it's the Slaughter Hogan thing. I can't remember if I knew about that. I've talked about it enough. I feel like I do. I okay. you probably do. But, I, but to remind everyone else, is that they're gonna is they're gonna headline this WrestleMania seven a hundred thousand fans in the L.A. Coliseum, WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan fighting to get the belt back from Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter that is trying to get leech off of the. Of the of the desert of uh, the Gulf War, soon to be happening, except that fails. Everyone hates it. They barely sell any tickets, and so WWE to try to save face about it uh, pretends that this angle has so much heat that we cannot legit guarantee the safety of the fans from a bomb threat from the from uh, in the Coliseum. And so we are going to move next door to the LA Sport Arena that only yeah. holds ten thousand people. Yeah, that's a great that's a great fucking way of of like of 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 making your patrons that are in attendance feel like they should be there. Great job, guys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then we cut backstage uh, to Mean Gene. We're about to do a whole, we're an intermission apparently, so we're just going to do a bunch of interviews back to back. Mean Gene talking to Bobby Heen and saying if family members are falling like the Berlin Wall. <laughs> sure, sure. And then Bobby Heenan is like, what, what kind of nerve do you have slapping Andre like that? And then, yes, Bobby Heenan has a psychotic breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, remember what it looked like. I just now, have like. I do have the I did have, I did have one of the comments because it's one of those like more famous Bobby Heenan lines and I didn't remember that's where this comes from, is because he's yelling about Andre and he's like, "I'm the head of the family. You listen to me, you get to the top. You don't listen to me, you're never heard from again." The head of the family, Gaga. <laughs> Acknowledge Bobby Heenan. Acknowledge, um, acknowledge the brain. So Bobby Heenan puts the entire loss on Andre the Giant because he apparently refused to get in the ring, refused to help Haku. Christ. And so, and he is now going to get a new family, one that follows orders. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I guess. A real, he is having a total psychotic break. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Haku's totally fired too, I guess. Um uh, so, um, and then we, holy shit, this was oh, nuts. Okay, so Rona Barrett, who I learned is like the tiniest woman ever, as she like stands at half the height of like Mean Gene and and uh, of Gorilla, uh, of Gorilla and Jesse, Sorry, who are, Gorilla, yeah. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Um, uh, I okay, I I I apologize for this note, but the after after uh, imagining Rona Barrett and and uh. Uh, Miss Elizabeth riding off to their sapphic fantasy of sunset. Uh, right. I, I put down that after after making out with Elizabeth, she clearly now wants to uh, get spit roasted by Jesse and Mean Gene. The way this poor tiny woman is, is in the middle of the two. 
I'm I mean, look, we're here. We're here for Rona Barrett, horny queen, and I feel justified in saying that because for some reason this interview is talking about Rona Barrett digging up Jesse Ventura's porn, not okay, his, yes. not his like, personal porn collection, but porn that he stars in. Right, because Rona Barrett says first it's tough getting getting you know tidbits on your people. They have all very clean images. Whoa, um, but she says she did find a little piece of film of a certain somebody, and Jesse's like, "Are are you talking about me? Did did you see Predator, the Running Man?" <laughs> and then oh, that shit. Yeah, then Rona Barrett's like, oh no, it was something more in the adult film, in the adult library genre. And <laughs> holy shit. And 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 Gorilla Monsoon is like, do you have the footage? <laughs> do we have yeah, the footage? Gorilla Monsoon is also deeply Gorilla Monsoon really wants to see Jesse Ventura do uh, maybe gay porn because she mentions a dude. <laughs> she mentions a dude in relation to Jesse and Jay's like, what are you talking about me and Stallone? <laughs> uh, uh, what? I feel like and you just so, gave something away there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think he was just referencing another, or that he did a movie with Stallone. Uh, well, and yeah, then Rona, but, like, but then Rona Barrett says that like the guys in production have the, have the footage. And so like, why? <laughs> Family-friendly WWF show has Rona Barrett subtly implying that Jesse Ventura did porn, that the production guys have the porn, and both <laughs> her and Gorilla Monsoon want to play it right now. They really, really want to watch. For research purposes. For research purposes. Oh, come on now. And Jesse is like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cut to the back. Cut to the back. Fuck me, dude! Absolutely insane. Okay, um, I, I also, I w one quick thing I, I pointed out is like I love how like I resemble that remark is like such a catchphrase for Gorilla Monsoon. It's so like goofy, but I've heard him say multiple times like, "Oh yeah, you resemble that remark, huh?" Uh, uh, it's so it's such dad humor, and in the middle of them talking about Jesse Ventura's potential like porno, it's just so wild to hear him pull out like that sort of catchphrase shit. Yeah, um yeah. Uh, okay so macho king and sherry are now backstage with sean mooney uh queen, uh queen macho sherry king is just incoherently screeching and randy savage is coping and seething <laughs> to an sean, mooney, sean mooney remarks to to randy and sherry yeah you got a lot more than you expected in that match yeah so did i sean fuck um ah, uh, suffering builds character <laughs> suffering builds character and then yeah. he's like well and then he tries to be like, well, you didn't have my full attention before, Dusty Rhodes, but now you do. And the crowd jewel doesn't exist. It uh, doesn't first of exist. All, for, okay, uh, two, two things on that. First of all, what? Second of all, things you can't say about WWE in 2023. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so Macho King has gone bye-bye, Egon. He's just saying, like, random... Crown Jewel doesn't exist, meaning Elizabeth. I guess Elizabeth is just a ghost, I suppose. In his uh, mind, he refuses to believe that she's real. Yeah, I Jesus Christ. Um You can fuck. you can you can you can psychoanalyze that however you want. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't wanna. <laughs> oh, you say so. Okay. 
Uh, mean Gene interviews Demolition, who says nothing of worth of note. Like I didn't, I don't care. Uh, um, basically, yeah. The I mean, the main thing I got of it was like Axe and Smash are celebrating their three peat, and Mean Gene is like, "Okay, what about that Heart Foundation, though?" And they're like, ah, "Shut up." Um, whatever. Uh, Jesse, uh, back on commentary. Jesse says Gorilla's fat. Gorilla says he watched Jesse's sex tape. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, I saw the little clip. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh. And then they go, let's go back to ringside. And then they cut backstage to Mean Gene and Hogan. I don't know if they cut something or what. They but I was have. like, decidedly, this is not ringside. Now, I decided I was not going to, you know, uh, transcribe the Hogan Warrior promos on this. Really? I don't have them. I have notes on oh what they talked God. about, but I don't have. I was fully expecting one last go round. God damn! No, I feel like I feel like I got to retire at at the plane crash because I think <laughs> that that was the peak. <laughs> damn, you know what? That is a good note to go out on. You're right. Anyway, well, you know something, Mean Gene. So, and then I wrote. So, I guess Hogan didn't crash that plane unfortunate for uh, him because that's that was supposed to be how he wins so yeah, that's how he like whatever yeah so hogan is just ranting about the darkness and he's like this is where the power lies and he points his open palm i have no idea what that's about and then yeah, yeah, what the, here is, is i don't he understand like, what he's doing and then he's, he's like when i get you down on your knees ultimate time. warrior oh oh my and then <laughs> but then he's he's like he talks about he's gonna proselytize to the warrior he's gonna convert the warrior to hulkamania save yeah. him in the he's gonna make sure he gets to hulk of heaven which All, so he can so he can this, wrestle so they can wrestle in heaven where where that match truly belongs so again this is hogan is not beating the judge claude frollo accusation in this feud <laughs> where he both wants to get warrior down on his knees but also wants him to convert to god yeah um i also took note that hogan is hogan is looking especially dark in in uh in, to tonight i guess that's what happens when you make a pilgrimage to venice fucking beach um uh, yeah, not only does Hogan want to convert the warrior, he wants to save all the little warriors from the from their cult leader's darkness. Um, yeah, so he's gone full and, and like, Hogan, Frollo. He's gone full Frollo in Act 3. Yeah. He's gonna burn WrestleMania to the ground. To the ground. Uh, he, also, he wants... Hulk Hogan wants the Ultimate Warrior to be a good loser. Ah ha 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 ha. Um, I, that, that one made me laugh out loud hearing, uh, hearing Terry Balea ask anybody to be a good loser. Ah ha ha, ah ha ha. Yeah, and then uh, Warrior, I did get more of what Warrior said because his stuff was more insane okay, and weird. No, 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 before we get away from Hulk, before we get away from Hulk, his sign-off with Mean Gene is Mean Gene, you know, kind of does a little like, all right, now Sean Mooney, over to you in the locker room. And, and Hogan's like flexing and Hogan, Hogan just goes <gasps> and like throws his arms up. It's <laughs> still in the flexing pose, grunts, and then like walks. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah. So okay, Sean Moody yes, is backstage with Warrior, and then Warrior goes, You are nothing but a normal. You don't deserve to breathe the same air as Hulk Hogan and I do. Sean Moody should stop breathing. Got it. 
I didn't realize Ultimate Warrior was a pure blood <laughs> supremacist. <laughs> yeah, well, gets yeah. out with his future just... career as a <laughs> because being normal, a normal normals don't make the world work. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, oh baby. So anyway, <laughs> Warrior is like physically no one can live forever because that was a big Hogan bit. Was he was like talking about living forever in Hulk yeah. ass and Hulk and but the beliefs and ideals we have fought for can live through me Hulk also Hogan. uh count, count how many uh ultimate warrior face paint shapes you can see on this man because it he's not just on his face tonight it's all the fuck over he's got one on his chest he's got like 10 on his trunks there's one in his ass that has a pair of eyes on it it makes me very uncomfortable this man is all in on his fucking cult iconography tonight uh, ultimate warriors is the darkness he speaks of is no fear. It is about accepting all challenges at the cost of losing everything, Hulk Hogan. You have lived for the last five WrestleManias for this belief. But now, the Hulk warrior, like Jesus Christ in the cult, in the Hulkamania cult, has come not to replace the Hulkamania, but to fulfill it. He yeah, come, yeah. He has come so, not so- to just the Hulkamaniacs. We have come to, to the final. The Hulkamaniacs together as one with the Warriors. We have come to the final contrast of the cult lore, which is that Hulk Hogan strives for destruction of the Warrior cult. A uh, warrior seeks assimilation with Hulkamania. This uh, is just this is who is the Pontius Pilate of this story, and why is it Brutus Beefcake? <laughs> I wash my hands. I wash my clippers. I wash uh, my shears of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Well, goddamn. And then, and then, and then that. I think that makes. I think that makes uh, earthquake Satan as uh, as Hulk Hogan dies and descends into hell later. Um, and he, <laughs> and three and three days later, I got back up. Again, dude. And well, oh, I got a better joke for that later. Uh, and then the warrior says he came to do no harm, only to take what we both believe in and take it farther than it has ever been. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So the it's, it's, we're just at full insanity. Warrior says that he wants to, he, the, 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 the colors of the Hulkamaniacs are coming through the pores of his skin. What the fuck? Is that, is that how he gets the tan? <laughs> no, no, stop it. I don't want to imagine him harvesting Hulkamaniacs for their tan. <laughs> the power of the warrior may lead to comes not- from sheer melanin. That was a uh, hold on. Oh my god. Um, uh, he has, he, he also claims he has come to do no, he has come to do no one, no harm. So he's here to the do power, The power of the warrior is a pathway to many abilities. Some consider to be <laughs> unnatural. That's just any, any type of like culty, religious, uh, uh, you know, dogmatic, like, ramblings you can imagine. Insert them here. They all work. Hulk Hogan was able to save others, but not himself. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Hogan, the wise? 
It's not a story a Hulkamaniac would tell you. (laughs) Fuck. No. No, we're not converting this into Star Wars. No. Get out. Get out. It's No. Get out of here before it's too late. Oh, God. I had more fun fun with with straightforward religious cults. Yeah, right. Um, Don't bring George Lucas into this. It'll it'll be your biggest mistake in your life. There's going to be all over the ring now. Oh, God. Um, The next melon. Next oh. match we have the Orient Express versus the Rockers. I did not watch this. this. Yes. So it's a it's a good match. It's one of the better ones on the show. Uh however, the finish is stupid. Where Marty Janetti threatens Fuji with his own cane. Uh Sato runs over and throws salt in Marty Janetti's eyes. Marty Janetti is so blinded he falls over the ring, the um uh the uh, guardrail and the match is a count out win for the Orient Express because Marty Jannetty is blind and an idiot. <laughs> cool. Great. Yeah. That tends to be how that works. And, okay. but now, but and now, now Steve, Steve Allen. Allen. I didn't write down many of the quips cause I didn't want to. I, got, I, got I wrote down the first I, one. I wrote down the first one. Yeah. I also please. So, huh. They have been called one of the hottest new bands oh. in the music business today. Unfortunately, they are not here. So let me introduce instead the band waiting for our arrival. The oh, okay. Oh, I actually, pardon me. Sorry, go ahead. The Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine, now known for reasons that remain obscure, obscure. are not only rhythm, but what? believe it or not, blues. Yes. I feel so vindicated. Why are they named like that? Oh, thank you, Steve Allen. Um, uh, so so Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine come out and they're they're talking about debuting their song. Steve Allen, they're so for reasons, stupid <laughs> for for reasons that I can't fully fathom, says that he hasn't been this excited since he found out Pee Wee Herman was straight. Which what in the what does fuck that mean? Does that mean I thought wait happen. was. Well, because well, because here's the thing. I thought for a second Steve Allen might have been like actual like queer icon of 19. 19- no, he was straight. So what the fuck does that mean? Because no, he clearly meant it sarcastically. So he insi- yeah. the insinuation is that he wants Pee Wee Herman to be gay. So what? I don't know. Either either way, Steve Allen is a delight. Know, I wish we could get him on regular WWF programming and not no, just it's, random it's, like that. It's great. They talk because it's it's funny because they're like because. Because Honky Tonk Man is like, it's gonna be, we're gonna be bigger than Elvis, bigger than a Beatles reunion. And Steve Allen's like, well, you'll be at least as big as Tiny Tim doing a doing a uh, gig at a, at a at a rest stop at a Jersey Turnpike. Beautiful. <laughs> and uh, they are completely, they are like, we're gonna go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Steve Allen goes, well, I'll call ahead and warn him that you're coming. <laughs> outstanding yeah uh so that was that was great from steve allen um we uh, and yet another like set of uh like fucking rewind vignettes um uh or we see we see like the 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 the, the flashback feud of of uh jake the snake and hey there's a match in between oh shit sorry uh dino bravo versus jim duggan oh yeah i saw the finish and it was about what the fuck you would expect yeah, anyway, uh, at this point, I noted that Jesse Ventura will not shut the fuck up about Gorilla Monsoon eating hot dogs. 
Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Where did this come from? I don't know. It's fucking weird, but he, he is like it for the rest of the show. He is like you've eaten seven hot dogs, gorilla. You've stuffed your face with them, and gorilla's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I have not had any yeah. hot dogs." No, and no, no. A, a real highlight, though, of commentary during Dino Bravo versus Jim Duggan is Jesse Ventura is like, "I've come to the realization that I hate Jim Duggan because he's so ugly." <laughs> I'm around, I'm around you know, Hollywood. I'm around Hollywood stars all day, and then I gotta look at Jim Duggan. You know, based. <laughs> and then, and then, because you know, Earthquake is out there too. It with the with Jimmy Hart. At uh, Gorilla's like, oh, so what is so you you think you like looking at Earthquake, huh? You think that's attractive? And he's like, well, I never said that. Uh, well, consider, maybe, and then maybe, anyway, uh, after a stupid failed distraction by Earthquake, Jim Duggan hits Dino Bravo with his two by four and wins like a true babyface American hero. And then after the match, Earthquake runs in and murderizes Jim Duggan. He sits on him three times, three whole times. God damn. Um, yeah, so that is about what you The expect. match is trash because it's yeah. Jim Duggan. Yeah, because it's Jim fucking Duggan and his stupid fucking 2x4. Get out of here. Um, so, now, sorry, it's time for um, uh, uh, the, the, the feud to end all feuds. The feud that, per this, like, flashback video package has been going on for over half a year which i did not fully realize i don't think that this has been like over six months building up which is insane well it was um, really funny to me that like <clears throat> the first incident is like ted dibiase beating jake roberts ass yeah and then we got six months later where for reasons he just calls out Jake Roberts to come steal his belt. I guess for some reason, uh, and I guess people were just expected to remember about that. Sure. I guess whatever. I mean, maybe uh, they were feuding off and on before that. Obviously they cut to the important you know, bits. I don't have, know. Have, like, As you know, someone who doesn't know too. better, it they make it look like, Six months later, Ted DiBiase just decided to start shit just, again. Just got a just got a real bug up his ass about, about yeah. Jake the Snake again. Um, I, I they they were probably working house shows with each other, but like, goddamn, dude. Um, that uh, the, the way it was cut is really funny. Um, yes. Money, 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 money. This, this is another one I am almost ashamed to admit I added to my my it's catchy. song. It's catchy. It's fun. And then Ted DiBiase like, talks to a beat. He taught. He I know every. Yeah. He ta- Can we call it rapping? No, but he sure no. talks to a beat. He is talking. Um, uh, and then we cut backstage to Jake Roberts at this point. And Jake Roberts is like, this is the biggest match of DB of Ted DiBiase's career, which is funny because DiBiase main evented WrestleMania for competing for the WWF championship, you know, the real one. Uh, I would think that would be the biggest match of his career, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, yes. Because everything that he stands for is on the line. And like Jake Roberts actually cuts a based as hell promo here. Dude. Okay. Where he's like, describe it you go ahead no 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 please i i I want to do mine as a reaction to what you're sure so because he's like 
all you need to do to get your belt back is go through me and Damien. But they don't forget. We don't forget. We don't forget how when you saw people who needed money and people who could have used that money to buy basic needs. And what did you do, Ted DiBiase? You made fun of them. You humbled them. You humiliated them. And Jake says that he is going to make DiBiase beg. This time, he will be the one who is humbled. He will be the one who is humiliated. He will grovel. He will be the one who grovels for the money. But this time, the money he will grovel for is his own. A victim of his own greed. Wallowing in the muck of avarice. Oh my fucking god! It goes so hard. Okay, I've had a realization. I talked about this last time we were here. Jake the Snake Roberts is just unironically a fave of mine from this era. This dude, this dude was on a whole. uh, This dude was like ahead of his time on a next level in in an era where everyone is just shouting, rambling nonsense. Yeah, like his like. First of all, top insane tier promo skill. And also, like, actually quite talented in ring. Uh, mm-hmm. This man can this man can work a fucking bout. Um, I love him, and I did not realize I, he. My love of Jake the Snake Roberts has 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 crept up on me. But yeah, utter wordsmith, AEW manager king. Uh, you know, in the modern day, it makes me happy every time he pops up there. Um, and currently dicking on Ted DiBiase, which is always the morally correct thing to do. Absolutely. Um, uh, okay. It, it is really funny also to like, they, they, they talk a lot of shit about the million dollar belt as a non-sanctioned belt. Like I, I, it, I, one of my psychic moments, I, I kind of made a note about like, it, it, it is funny to talk about like non-sanctioned belts, because if you think about them, they don't often end up operating all that differently in a company from normal belts. They're just there. They for, just like, get defended less often. Yeah. And they're there for like extra flavor and aren't really that like, I don't know. They, they aren't promoted in the same way, but like, they're still effectively a, just another belt. Um, but mm-hmm. I did, I, I did make a note of like, what like what is the material difference? Has there ever been a story to like actually highlight that? And well, we'll get there, kind of. Um, yeah, sort of. And also, uh, <laughs> another theme song that I have come to dig is Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts. Some layers to it, minor chord. Um, uh, good shit. Uh, that also went on my playlist. Mm-hmm. So. It's Ted DiBiase versus Jake Roberts. Uh, when we get to the ring, Jesse is like, wow, look how big that bag, Damien's bag is, Gorilla. He He's eating more hot dogs than you, Gorilla. Shut, let Shut it go. God damn. Shut the fuck up. And then Jesse, as the match is starting, Jesse is tell is like, he's still arguing about the hot dogs. And he's like, now don't lie, Gorilla. You know, a lightning bolt could penetrate the Sky Dome. If you lie too much. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, uh, also in terms of things that are said, Jesse Ventura points out how there is no love lost between Ted DiBiase and Jake, the snake Roberts, take a shot. Um, yeah, no, so. now this match is, is pretty good. One of the better ones. Yeah, bro. I, I early on was like, okay, this is kind of like shaping up to be a legit bout. Um, like, so DiBiase spends a lot of the, like, early match being a chicken shit, um, which, like, 
you know, he's, he's running to the outside of the ring, but it didn't feel all that tedious to me. It kind of added some no. anticipation because when he was in the ring, Jake would start to move it at like a pace. Um, and so Ted DiBiase, like escaping to the outside, added this kind of anticipation of like delaying the inevitable. So that was kind of cool. Um, uh, Jake, uh, Jake early on tries to like get submissions in on, yeah, on it's a good time to bring up the sub scapularis conversation. Oh so yeah. Did, did gorillas. It's when it, so Jake has Ted DiBiase down on the ground, a hammer lock, which is kind of like your lock, which is basically like you're, you're like getting the guy's arm wrapped up behind his back. Right. And so mm -hmm. at the same time, he's, he's got DiBiase down on the ground and he's also kind of kneeing him in the back as he's going along. And so gorilla makes some comment about how, you know, this is really hurting the subscapularis region. Okay. And he is trying to keep going. And Jesse's like the, the back, the the arm are you trying to say the arm gorilla and Jesse. and 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 gorilla goes no subscapularis is in the back and just like it's a hammer lock gorilla what and and jesse and gorilla tries to like stumble over explaining what he means and he's like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop talking i'm just gonna drop it. and yeah. i'm just gonna stop and jesse's like well i'm glad i i hope you do I'm glad you are. Fuck you, Jesse. Now, I, I adore that Gorilla Monsoon would just break out the highly technical but correct anatomical terms for body. Bro, parts. I know. It's it's actually kind of great. Like, it, it it feels very, like, legit commentator of him to do. I think that's mm -hmm. actually, like, it's, it's it, you know, it's kind of a goofy gimmick and we clown on it. But it, it does, like, add a, a legitimacy to his voice and a uniqueness to his voice. I've not heard any other commentator talk like that in wrestling ever. Um, yeah. It gives him a very distinct uh, feel, a very distinct identity as a commentator. And I really appreciate it. So Jesse Ventura can shut the fuck up. Absolutely. Uh, so J Jake Roberts is basically beating down on DiBiase, but he goes for a high knee. Ted DiBiase flips him into the turnbuckle. Jesus. Ooh, that was a great. That was a DiBiase. great, that was a really cool spot. Yeah, so DiBiase's back in control here. And Jesse tells Gorilla that, that he should hang out with Ted DiBiase more because he always picks up the tab. Yeah, and, and also the, the tab for those hot dogs. Um, and uh, Jesse, uh, Je Jesse also says the fans that start doing the wave. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, okay, well first, well first, uh Jesse says that Virgil would be prettier if he smiled more. Uh <laughs> um Bro, but yeah, okay. This the Sky Dome, the Sky Dome starts doing the wave and this is the and greatest Jesse thing to ever happen to Jesse Ventura. No, he is freaking out the whole time and he he tries to get him and Gorilla into it and after they presumably passes them. He goes, "You got so many hot dogs in you, you couldn't stand up, Gorilla." And oh Jesse, my God! The gorilla retorts back. It sure doesn't take much to entertain you, does it, Jesse? <laughs> Jingling keys. Also, the wave is like the worst wave ever. Like it's all a these shitty wave. I can't even tell that it happened. Classic wrestling fans. Um, uh, they're all they're all drunk off their asses by this point. Yeah. So, um, and meanwhile, DiBiase has Jake in a headlock or whatever. I don't know. Wrestling's happening, but you know, yeah. the wave. The, the, the wave, the wave, gorilla. Don't you want to do the wave? He is so, his life has been changed. Um, 
Uh, anyway, so so after Jesse kind of gets his train of thought back from that, um, uh, great spot. We we see a uh, um, million dollar man hits a pile driver on Jake the Snake, uh, but he takes a moment to gloat. He doesn't go for the pin. No, um, he so when he eventually he does, stands, he stands over Jake and then like sits on his face to do like a pin that way, yeah. which leads him to get rolled up by Jake. Yeah, one, two, breaks the count. Um, million Dollar Man is able to kind of get back in control. He locks in his submission. Uh, move, the million, million Dollar Dream, which is a yes. chicken, a cross-faced chicken wing. Chicken, cross-faced chicken ring, chicken wing. And Jake, I have to say, Jake, like, fights it in an actually, like, mm-hmm. dynamic way. Like, in a way you normally don't see submission spots fought against, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake gets his legs on the ropes twice. <laughs> before DiBiase thinks, hmm, maybe I should pull him to the center if I'm going to do this shit. He proceeds to pull Jake the Snake to the center, except then he doesn't go for the submission again. He tries to go for a a pin, okay? Um, That didn't work either, of course. Yeah. Um, Great, epic fucking sequence where, so so, uh, he goes to the uh, Million Dollar Man, goes to the top rope or goes to the top of the turnbuckle. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna jump at Jake who's on the ground, but Jake catches him out of midair with a sucker punch, clothesline, atomic drop, another clothesline, Irish whip, backdrop, short clothesline. And then Jake, the snake takes a moment to gloat because we've learned nothing. Uh, He's trying to do these through the DDT, but he gets pulled into the ropes with DiBiase and then Virgil pulls Jake out of the ring and then Jake's like, well, fuck this guy. He punches Virgil. DiBiase gets the million dollar dream on him in the ring and right. the outside of the ring, excuse me. He tosses Jake into the ring post. And then Virgil tosses million dollar man back in the ring and DiBiase wins by count out. Boo. Which, yeah. First of all, boo, fuck you. And hey, this is where that whole non-sanctioned title comes in. Oh, that's you trying to allege that you can win the million dollar belt by count out. Yeah, uh-huh. Boo. Which, okay, remind, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall Jesse, or not Jesse, Jake actually ever legitimately winning. He's not, no, he did belt. not. He, he just stole, stole the belt. He didn't beat DiBiase for it in any capacity. Sure, he just I stole guess. the belt. So yeah. after the match, Jake tries to grab it. Virgil, Virgil runs off. He takes the belt with him, and then Jake hits the DDT on the Million Dollar Man and Waka Waka. We're all having a good time. Jake yeah, takes Ted's money and starts giving it out to the crowd. He gives a hundred dollar bill to Mary Tyler yeah, Moore. Passing out shoot hundreds to like and also Mary Tyler Moore. Also, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, that's um, her payment for being here tonight. Was that was that hundo? Um, nice. So Jake pulls Damien out of the bag because he's gonna go at Virgil and DiBiase. Virgil runs back. Ver- Jake runs off Virgil with the snake on his shoulder, and that is the end of that for the moment. Uh, but DiBiase didn't really leave ringside, as it turns out. As it turns out, no. More on um, that. We go backstage with Akeem and Slick with Sean uh, Mooney. Uh, Money, my man, is what it's pain. all about. 
is just so happy that the million dollar man got his belt back and he has given him and his main man akeem thousands of reasons wink to act as judge jury and executioner and akeem pipes in where there's few things that won't last long dogs that chase cars and officers that won't take the money that was kind of funny but also fuck you akeem and then mean gene is with the big boss man he just immediately is like as far as i'm concerned ted dibiase is scum i was like all right base cool, cool. uh correct the big boss man calls slick some pimp top manager all right, just saying it out loud then, huh? Uh-huh. And then he he says that he calls Akeem a tribal reject from Africa that's too fat to fit in the pot. I don't, okay, okay. I don't know what that means, no. but I'm scared to know what I, that means. I don't, I don't even want to. If I don't think about I it, I don't have to figure it out. I ain't even but he that. ends this promo where he's like, I'm proud to wear this badge. As an he's an ex correctional officer, by the way. But more importantly, I'm proud to be an American. Gah! And then he won. Or at least I know I'm free. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Out to the ringside. Uh. Akeem and Slick come out. Uh, Which I wrote, man. Slick really did sing an entire song called Jive Soul, bro. That's him? Oh, fuck Yeah, he's me. clearly singing that song. Son of a bitch. Um, so, uh, man, people, speaking of, people, fu- uh, like, from with Andre from earlier, people really are, like, going ape shit over Big Boss Man now that he's a face. Like, the crowd goes nuclear. This crowd really people. wanted to start <laughs> cheering for the cop. Yeah, right. They're like, uh, they're like, oh, this is getting a little too, a uh, little too uh, uh, metatextual for us. We, uh, we don't want to think about it too hard. They a cab, more like in cab. No more cops cab. are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, but yes, the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch read, out, boy. Read the signs. Respect time. the law and order. Uh, this was the last theme to go on my uh, my playlist for the for the from okay. the from the show tonight because uh, yeah. Then as, bo- as boss man comes down to the ring, Teddy Biasi crawls his ass up and sneaks behind him and starts beating up the boss man before the bell. Yeah, fucking fucking boss man is like uh, is 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 ready to go, and then yeah, Ted DiBiase, um because I guess bribing. Akeem and Slick to do a job they were probably already going to do anyway. Why are you spending money on this? Uh, was not was not enough. He needs to also just beat up on the big boss man himself for checks notes not taking his money. The he, million dollar man. I feel like he's a millionaire that could be a billionaire. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then DiBiase tosses Big Boss Man in the ring so the match can start. My next note is stop with the goddamn hot dogs. I don't even I didn't even write down what it was. I just remembered Jesse said some more shit about the fucking hot dogs. Shut up, shut um, up. At some point he said it's something like you've been stuffing a hot dog at, at, in between every interview. So that might be when this came up. Uh, sure, it's fine, whatever. Basically, Akeem beats down Boss Man for a bit start but then boss man fights back and he hits this weird kind of off the okay he throws akeem into the ropes 
and then he sort of kind of picks him up for a slam. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This, and then he it, wins. I, honestly, I think I classified it as a belly to back suplex. I don't. It's almost. It's, he just kind of like picks him up and drops him. It's it's like a spine buster if it had no power behind it at all. I honestly thought it looked all right, but like, yeah. Uh, basically, Akeem gets squashed after like he get, he gets about a less just under a minute of beating up on Big Boss Man, and Big Boss Man's like, actually, fuck you, and then just yeah. murders Akeem, which you and know. Then he decks, then he grabs based, Slick and punches him in the face. Based. Um. Right. Then, oh my God, we are finally here. It is well. It's you time for the rhythm and blues song. Okay, so I didn't have start. to. That doesn't mean we I'm. You wish that. you had. All right, so we start with Sean Mooney among the people, and he is just like he's just ta- interviewing people about this segment, and he goes up to this little kid who's like. Are you are you are you ready to listen to the rhythm and blues song? And the kid says, "No, dude, they can't sing or dance or anything." Outstanding. <laughs> Absolutely burned it. their entire careers. So then Sean he goes down to meet a little girl down near the front row, and he asks her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm excited." And she she's uh, she is a mark who likes rhythm and blues. So she's excited to hear this. And then, oh God, Sean Mooney goes to go talk to Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. And so he asks her how she's feeling about this show. And she's like, well, gosh, it's the best of athletics and theater. I've never seen anything like it. I'm having a great time. And theater? What? Yeah. And I think she was hoping he would leave. But of course that didn't happen. So Sean Mooney is like, well, you know, he's very excited about the rhythm and blues segment. I'm, I'm sure you have all of the honky tonk man's albums to which she says, yes. And I think she's hoping he just fucks off. if he says she nods and agrees with whatever the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> just the way she looks. She she's about done here. But of course, Sean isn't. Payment of a hundred she clearly doesn't she clearly doesn't actually know wrestling she's clearly new to this and she would like to not be interviewed about it anymore i think (laughs) so because sean mooney then is like well would you say that the honky-tonk man reminds you of elvis to which she's like yes Mm -hmm. and then he's and then mooney is like well what about greg the hammer valentine to which she responds with Elvis because <laughs> she doesn't know this fucking gimmick. So she's just assuming they're both Elvis. <laughs> and then Sean, and then Sean Mooney turns Sean, away Sean. from her and looks towards the camera. And he goes, well, you know, I think they're, they're more of a cross between Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash. Says if giving she needed to point out that there Tyler Moore had the wrong answer. <laughs> and, and, and Sean Moody, not not one to take a hint, not one to turn down a chance for more yes and work. <laughs> no. And then 
he just he he does wrap up the interview here. He's like, "Thank you for your time," but then he he has to be weird, and he's like, "Well, you may be married, she may be married Tyler Moore, but you'll always be Mary Richards to me." Cool, Thanks. Sean. I don't cool. give a fuck. Again, again, WrestleMania Six is purely for the girlies. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Anyway, Mary, blink twice if you're in danger. No, so Sean Mooney had the worst interview of all time. Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> And the segment just keeps getting better. As at this point is when Honky Tonk Man actually comes out. And holy shit. So Honky Tonk Man comes out in a pink Corvette that drives down the ramp. And he's got two girls in the front who are the Honkettes. And he's got him. The what? the what yeah the honkettes that's right and then honky and greg just for hearing that name (laughs) and then honky and greg valentine are in are in there are in this in the back they got the guitars honky uh greg valentine is dressing like a stereotypical elvis like he's he's like white suit elvis dress yeah i saw it earlier yeah yeah and jimmy hart is in the middle and he's holding up the gold record <laughs> for a song that allegedly has not been released yet. <laughs> and it's when it goes That's already. how that works. They just commissioned yeah. it gold from the start. They're like, actually, okay. we found out a life hack. So they are just they just drive down to the ring in a fucking pink Corvette. And then they get in the ring. They set everything up. There are speakers in the ring because they are actually going to play a song. Like, it's yeah, a when real you song. Me about this, you seem surprised, and I don't know why. Even I figured that this was going to be a real fucking song. The Honkettes are the backup singers, along Holy with Jimmy shit. Hart, of course. Jimmy Hart oh, is God, also singing backup. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart. Said, I put, I put my heart and soul into this, Daddy. You're going to put me on that goddamn he, stage. And then Honky Tonk Man legitimately sings lead, like he actually does sing. They Jimmy Hart occasionally too. He sounds all right. He does try to get the mic in front of Greg Valentine's face a couple times, but Greg is not a singer, and he would prefer if you didn't make me try. (laughs) But I will say that Tyler Moore feels a sudden a sudden strange kinship with Greg Valentine in terms of having unwanted microphones shoved in your face. So they play an entire like two to three minute song, like they play the whole thing. Uh, and I'll give Jimmy this. I don't know. And I'm, I'm not familiar enough with burning honka honka burning love to know if musically it sounds honk honka honka honky love sounds exactly the same musically, but the lyrics are not parodies of honka honka burning love. The lyrics do not fit the structure of that song at all. It is original lyrics by Jimmy fucking Hart. Jimmy Hart, you've done it again. You've done it again, truly. And Hart, don't you worry. bastard, I read your book. Don't worry. I did look up the lyrics. Fuck to you. Honky, honky, burning love. Fuck Whatever. You. So the lyrics are, come on, baby, hold me tight. Tell old honky what you need tonight. We need, and then the backup is, we need a honka honka honky tonk. We need a honka honka honky tonk. I'm the one you've been dreaming of. You know, you gotta, gotta, gotta have some honky love. 
put your arms around me, whisper in my ear. Tell old honky what he likes to hear. We need a honk, a honk, a honky tonk. We need a honky, honky, honky tonk. I'm the one you've been dreaming of. You know, you gotta, gotta, gotta have some honky love. Ah, uh, shake, rattle, and roll. Play that rhythm and blues. Don't be cruel. Right. No, baby. Come on, baby. Squeeze me tight. Tell old honky what he wants tonight. We need a honky, honky, honky talk. I'm the one you've been dreaming of. You know, you gotta, gotta, gotta have some honky love. Holy fucking fuck. <laughs> Well then, so that and just happened. Again, I want to remind you all that the backup singers were two pretty women and Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Jimmy. All, all singing in the same octave, mind you. Of course. Of course. Oh my I god. I actually okay. was like, I actually do some research on this for a second because I was like expecting. So here's the thing Sherry Martell is going to briefly be a part of the honky tonk man act okay. and man she shopped I, around weird weird managees oh okay okay this happened bef after before this okay while honky tonk man was the intercontinental champion Okay. Sherry Martel also, well, Sherry Martel was technically the women's champion in the WWF at the time. Honk Martel appeared on several occasions as Peggy Sue, Honky Tonk Man's girlfriend. Okay. And she was just in a wig and costume. And they pretended so it was they a, did it try was to hide woman. her. It was, her, yeah, they pretended it wasn't Sherry. There was like a new woman, Peggy Sue honky's girlfriend okay interesting anyway so they sing the song J greg valentine plays some bitch and air guitar <laughs> i'll have you know and then after the song is two weird wwf fans are at ringside and honky is like what who are get out of here as and then he looks at him and he's like wait that's the Bushwhackers, and the, the Bushwhackers fuck? take the the, the 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 merch off to reveal it is Gaga the Bushwhackers. What and in then the, the fuck? Bush, the Bushwhackers just get in the ring, run off the entire group of these people, the entire group, Honky and Valentine, Jimmy and the Honkettes, and then. The Bushwhackers grab the guitars because they accidentally left the guitars in the ring. The Bushwhackers <laughs> pretend to play the guitar much worse than Greg Valentine, I'll have you know. Hey. And then those fuckers destroyed the guitars. Oh my god. The guitars are done for based a bass. What? what? This, is the, this is the most terrible thing the Bushwhackers have ever done. No, no, fuck you. It's they have awesome. ruined the music. They have ruined the musical careers of the rhythm and blues, and they should need no. to pay for their crimes. And no, then we and we we wrap we wrap up this segment with 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 Gorilla Monsoon piping in and saying, "If you hanged the honker for being a good singer, you'd hang an innocent man." Ha <laughs> ha! I appreciate that. And then Jesse Ventura was like, "What do you think of honka honk and honky love, Gorilla? You gonna buy the CD?" 
I'm like, oh yeah, sure, the CD for sure. Uh, actually, I'm buying that gold-plated record. Thank you very much. I'm right, going so all then the way after after that, we get the announcement of the of the attendance: sixty-seven thousand six hundred and seventy-eight. It's a new Sky Dome record. Woo! Then we get the twelfth. Or actually the 13th match on the show now I think about it. Uh, Rick Rude versus Jimmy Snuka. Uh, on principle, on uh, this podcast, we call that the murderer principle. In that <laughs> if you are a, a known murderer, I will not really care to pay attention to or take notes of any of your matches if I can help we, uh, um, it's a, you. Know, a very innovative in our field is the murderer principle. It's also um, a rarely applied principle, but here, well, you know. You know there are uh, a couple times where we need to. Anyway, I will note that Steve Allen is on commentary for this match. So I bet that was fucking magical. Yeah. Anyway, Rick Rude uh, hits the Rude Awakening for the win, and is it? And after the match, I noted that Rick Rude has spray painted his own face on his ass. I oh wait fuck I saw the end of this and I didn't notice that I just assumed that was like normal standard Rick Rude fare. Well, like, to be fair, sometimes he will paint. Sometimes he'll spray paint other people on his ass. Oh, th- okay. I guess he just felt like getting a little more vain with it this time. Either mm-hmm. way, it feels on brand for Rick Rude to have a spray painted face of himself on his ass. It does. Okay, <laughs> now it's time for the main event. It <laughs> is time. Okay. Recap of the feud up to this point, as we've been doing. Man, after the Royal Rumble, it, it literally just puts into perspective how literally none of this has been sane or normal. Um, <laughs> like, it's just two insane, paranoid motherfuckers who just don't know how to interact with people in a healthy way, colliding with each other. And, you know, the, the results are about exactly what you'd expect for two weirdos yeah. like that. Um, but... Yes, we've all we've talked about it so in depth. It is time, and oh, yet another thing that I will eat a little bit of crow on is, man. Even even I cannot help but get just a little bit hype hearing "Real American" hit for an occasion such as this. I find myself. Like head nodding to the beat. I mean, David, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you uh, gotta take a stand. It don't help to hide. I feel terrible. Um, Also, I something I noticed. I I don't think I've ever like. I think this is the earliest I've seen a jumbotron in stuff we've watched for this show. Like, I think this is the earliest example I've seen because you can see like a a screen off in the in the arena that is playing the camera feed you know to the arena i think this is the the earliest in wwf's history i've seen that happen um in our for for recording our show uh which so that was neat um but yes hogan makes his entrance warrior makes his makes his entrance it is time in the words in the words of jesse ventura they're just checking each other out here (laughs) <laughs> oh, I bet you know all about that, Jesse. <laughs> so this match is honestly the best match on the show, which should yeah, be okay. possible. Okay. Really? 
So, I, I had a nice big think about this while I was watching. Um, so, we've, they have done, fuck me, I can't believe I'm saying this about a match with the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. They have done a really smart job building up to this. For all the deep insanity, everything was really carefully planned for. Uh, the way they're doing planting and payoff with all these like kind of little spots of like simultaneous rope running and like you know the double clothesline, clothesline. And the double clothesline shit and stuff like that. Uh, and and like the way the way they'll do like the bit where they collide into each other and neither of them really like sell it. Um, they've done a like like and, and and like we start to see early on like in the first few minutes of the match they are like perfectly tit for tat um the way they have built to this is genius like really surprisingly like careful smart meticulous work on the part of the performers here and they are executing the payoff really well um what what we watched, it, 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 what we're going to describe to you, it is not a technically impressive match by I a definitely lot of think standards. there are weird slow points. I didn't even mind but. the weird slow points, but the thing is the atmosphere they they managed to legitimately create an utterly electric atmosphere with the way they built this up. And I hate that it got to me as much as it did. Fucking fuck me. On sheer... Again, I can't believe I'm saying this for Hulk fucking Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. On sheer storytelling power alone, this was fucking stellar. Fuck me. Fuck me. God fucking damn it. Yeah, you're just gonna eat all that crow here. Now, this is, this is a magical moment in both of their careers. A moment that nobody really saw coming. Mm-mm. No one thought they had I no one thought either man had this match in them. No. This is still one of the better matches of both of their careers, to be honest. Uh, Though Hogan has a much longer list of stellar matches than Warrior does. Absolutely. Um But yeah, no, just they did this perfectly. They tried to do it again in WCW and could not even come close to doing it again. Yeah. Um this was a, this was a special magical moment between warrior and hogan yes um and you can tell like they're both fucking in the zone like even like mm-hmm. before the match starts the way they like face each other down and just talking so to voce real quick you know i'm sure hulk hogan mm-hmm. whispered into whispered to the warrior i i guess this does work for me brother um uh, before- we'll see uh, we'll, we'll get to the ending and we can we can rehash what what works for hogan or what does not work yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, so they're really evenly matched early on. Um, That's the big story so, of the match, is that these guys are literal mirrors of each other. Yeah. They literally I, do each other's moves. Which I think also kind of makes this... Like, I think Hogan and Warrior are the perfect opponents for each other. Because, mm. like, neither of them can rely on their usual bullshit with each other, so it kind of forces them to, like, actually, like, 
work outside the box a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, we start with some like test of strengthy bullshit. They start shoving each other, trying to force each other back. <laughs> Warriors hand up for the test of strength. And we do a test of strength spot. Um, where they're trying to they're trying to shove at each other while holding hands, and uh, then the uh, warrior, uh, they, they down the warrior the... is winning. Hogan falls down on his knees and gets his face so close, <laughs> right, right to up in warrior's the dick, yeah. right in there. But Hogan right, fights right back in. up, and he reverses the position, and now the warrior is down on his knees. All up in Hogan's shit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so that and that one it doesn't help because it doesn't help that like Warrior shakes his head a lot, <laughs> and then Hogan has these weird like his attempts to look be like in pain ooh, is ooh. him like <laughs> he like yeah. looks upward and like half moans. So, like, <laughs> he kind of looks like. Warriors blowing him off. Hey man, hey man, this is a very tender, oh. vulnerable moment for both of these men. Okay, don't don't you even shame them. All right, let them live their that, truth. Um, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but they do get out. They fight. They end up fighting up out of that again. Hogan does a slam, and Warrior no sells it. And then Warrior does the exact same slam, and Hogan no sells it. Sells it. Yeah, really cool shit uh, here. But Warrior. Uh, Clotheslines Hogan out of the ring, and Hogan, oh no, his knee is hurt. His, he's, his knee My knee is gone. Hurt. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he starts Hogan. like selling the hell out of his knee being injured, which for is for five minutes, for five whole minutes, and then he, and then and then it just goes away. Um, yeah, Hogan. So basically, Hogan's like over at rings, they're being like, ah, ugh, my knee. And Warrior's like, get back in the ring. And he get, he grabs Hogan, he tosses him back in the ring. They have back and forth thumb to the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And Ventura on commentary, for as much as he's been dicking around tonight, he actually contributes some cool stuff to the to the proceedings here throughout throughout the match. He he makes a great little you know quip about let the two goody douche goody two shoes throw the rule book out and get nasty which i actually quite like as a narrative beat like mm -hmm. you know a match like this comes along once in a generation like ultimate baby face versus ultimate baby face junior um and like fucking like there's a wild desperation here for like both of these untouchable motherfuckers so it would make sense that they'd like both half to kind of go a bit crazy with it here because yeah. otherwise like how the fuck do you even like get the upper hand but yeah but then hogan stands up and the power of the hulkamaniacs heals his knee yeah i guess he, like he like just gets up and he never sells the knee again he just the, the yeah the entire the rest of the match he's fine it's done he's yeah, fine uh -huh. again the power of the hulkamaniac he you could prayed, like he prayed to the number one hulkamaniac and his knee was healed you could say that in the context of what I was just saying, like, that was, like, Hogan, the character, like, fucking with people. Like, he's, he's like, he's almost not sure what to do. He's like, ah, if I fake the injury, maybe I can get out of it, brother. But also, like, I highly doubt that's what they yeah. were going for. Gorilla uh, tries to uh, play it off as a temporarily dislocating the patella, which, like, I do have experience with that. Hey, oh, yeah, look at that, huh? I mean, it's a, it's a real thing to be sure, so, but I, you know, 
It's just funny. But fuck but... you, Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah. Uh, so, also at one point, ooh. So, Hogan has Warrior in a front headlock. And Gorilla goes, what a punishing hold this is. And Jesse pipes in, yeah, just ask Richard Belzer. Yikes. What? Who? Okay. So, Richard Belzer, talk show host. And in oh in oh the, oh this shit night, oh my yeah, god so for the people who don't know a day before like a night or two before there was like two nights for WrestleMania, um like this Hogan, one like WrestleMania one like a oh, couple days for WrestleMania one want to remind you how precarious a position the WWF in was was in at this time, uh Hogan and Mr T are going on a talk show, they're on the Richard Belzer show and it's all going fine. And so Richard Belzer does the thing that a lot of talk show hosts do. Well, not quite the same. He doesn't. He doesn't do the. He doesn't do the exact like. Is this fake? What he does do is he asks Hogan to do some moves on him, which is kind of like the subtle way of doing that because you're implying that because in your mind you don't think they actually know any moves. Um, Yeah. So Belzer asks Hogan to do some moves on him, and War and Hogan agrees for some reason. I don't know why he did that. Um, but Belzer, so he gets Belzer in a front headlock, except he puts Belzer in a legitimate front headlock, and so Belzer passes out, and then Hogan drops Belzer on the floor. And Belzer cracks his skull on the floor. Yeah. Which is fucked up. It is. And Hogan has to kind of just like play it off as best he can. Uh Uh-huh. But it's absolutely insane. Yeah, that happened. And WrestleMania just kept marching on. Because this was a big fucking moment for the company. And this was not far away from... Uh, the Dr. De- Dr. Schultz problem. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit. Situation. So like, but this is just nuts to me. Vince, that that happened. Fucking dog. But yeah, yikes. Uh, that, uh, that we're making jokes about Richard Belzer. Yeah. Well, it's Jesse. I'm not fucking surprised. So, that. okay. I've also noted at this point that ultimate warrior has already sweat his makeup off. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, yeah, he, at, at, like off his face and his fucking chest like it's just donezo immediately yeah i i wanted to note also by the way here while hogan is working over warrior a lot during this part of the match hogan very subtly working heel here in oh. that he is being down on warrior the whole match like a heel would and he's bitching to the ref about two counts because he pins warrior two quick two count and then he's like hey one two three buddy oh shit two count. And he's doing all the wear down holds. He's doing the head. He's doing the rest holds. He's doing. He's putting in the headlocks for Warrior to fight out of. Damn. Hogan very subtly being the heel here because That's this is the passing of the torch to Warrior being the real top guy, baby face. That's really smart, and I did not like. I didn't fucking catch that because um, mm-hmm. I was mostly just focused on the fact that like Hogan was doing new shit. In general, he was. I was. He, he did a back body drop, and I was body slam. Body I was like, drop. "What the fuck are you doing there?" Yeah, uh, doing new, ju- new, 
New Japan Hulk Hogan has entered the chat, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, that's what I noted. That, like, I noted, I noted that like the way they structured the match, it, it, it garnered sympathy more for Warrior than it did for Hogan. A hundred percent. Which gave, again, Warrior got the comeback sequences. I was like, Whoa. that could maybe like lend credence to the whole Hulk. Hulk was bullshitting the knee injury thing, but like you know. Uh, whatever uh it's not i, also, I wouldn't say it's intentional by the way i wouldn't say this was intentional because i don't think they thought i don't think they ever thought too deeply on anything warrior ever said yeah. right to incorporate into the matches but i uh, i the over analytical transcriber and the one trying to analyze over analyze things well, you know i that. did it did kind of feel like Hogan kind of working heel kind of leads it fades into this idea of Warrior being like you gotta you gotta come down to the parts unknown you gotta come to the darkness Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan like Hulk this is this is just bad. a little bit Hogan going down to that level yeah that actually that actually would make sense um, Hogan like again you know I don't think but like. In, the, a the feud, like, in a different feud, in a different feud, I would be more willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that it was intentional. For a warrior feud, I'm not because warrior yeah. just said it. But they are like, they are like basically triple dog daring each other to just be psychotic with each other um, mm-hmm. uh, when when they step into that ring. So so again, that that desperation coming out, even if like the more subtle nuances doesn't quite register for me, I do feel like there is something to be said for the fact that they are kind of kind of like go taking it to this new place that is really especially fucked up on on Hogan's part as as like he is desperately clinging to this this legacy. Um, I think there's something to be said for that. I think they recognized the lengths to which they needed to take this to kind of sell the story as it was happening. Sure, sure. They do the double clothesline bit. Both guys slowly kind of get up from that. And then I wrote, Warrior is shaking the ropes. It's Jover. Well, well, yeah, Warrior shakes the ropes. And also, I noticed, like, he, in order to, like, help himself get up from Hogan's holds, he's like, clutching at invisible ropes in the air that seem to like tangibly pull him up man i don't know what the fuck my man was no, having backstage but Alt- hulk hogan is I'll getting take- hulk hulk hogan is getting is getting up on i know this isn't a normal spot for warrior is it i mean him doing, not like, really not spot. really in this not really in the sense that he like jobber squashes a lot of people so he doesn't do need to do this a lot yeah like it's not totally uncommon for him but it's not as associated with him as it is like yeah the hulk he, up. Yeah, he like, does take like hogan's invulnerability bit which is fucking insane um no. warrior does he warrior he does the big clotheslines big suplex and then oh god a bear hug to the oh to god, hogan hug. um also, one thing one thing I missed that I do want to point out real quick from earlier is um, mm-hmm. when Hogan and Warrior knock knock each other out with double clotheslines and they're both kind of laying there. You know, Earl Hebner, who's refing, you know, Ultimate Ike. How iconic, by the way, that this match is being refed by like Ultimate Motherfucker Earl Hebner. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's he's counting the the ten count for the double knockout and. Jesse Ventura, again, making an actually salient point on commentary for the narrative is like, um, 
Yeah, look at how slow Earl is counting. Almost as if he doesn't want it to end this way. Like, no, like they're kind of recognizing that there's some like great momentousness to this, and we want to see an epic great bout finish to it. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a neat. Yeah, thing. I, I like that too. I like that too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Hulk, warrior, Hulk. warrior, warrior hulks the fuck up. Um. Hogan, Hogan gets in the gets stuck in the bear hug, and he's fading. Very, and 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 Mayon compared to Hogan, well, you know, I, I made the New Japan Hogan joke a second ago. Compared to Hogan, Warrior still. Does not have much of a move set, but you know he's he's executing what he he's has. Trying, but then, but yes, bear oh, hug. Yeah. Oh, one, it's so slow. It takes it, so long. And, and and the bear hug before this lasts for like three minutes. This is the part that did suck in the match because a bear hug because Warrior's bear hug just looks like he's hugging Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, but then uh, one, two, and then he wags the finger. Oh, oh shit. So they yeah. start running the ropes again. Hogan does a drop down. Warrior runs into the ref. Yeah, uh, Hebner Hebner out for the fucking rope uh, rope running bump. Oof. Now Hogan. So then they they do they both get a bit where they hit a move on each other and the pin one two three but the ref's not there. Very rare yeah. that both people get a visual pin on each other. Yeah, and 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 I do love that they like both counted their own pins again. Speaking to that like desperation, um, mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Um, and 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 it was kind of a cool sequence too. Like Warrior Warrior drops down like double axe handles on Hogan, does a little dance, runs the ropes, goes for the spear. But Hogan like in a cool little bit like reverses it. Like he dodges out of the way and like lays his hand to Warrior's back and helps him. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He basically just like takes Warrior's momentum and like shifts it away from him yeah it was like some fucking like judo shit it was actually cool um and then like warrior like you know again far less of a move set than the hulkster belly to back suplexes hulk to get that visual pin you know whatever um but hebner hebner revives uh hogan's able to break up the pin uh that that warrior has on him um and then you know they're blows a little bit. Um, they, here comes the big final sequence. They go out to the floor. They go out to the floor. Yeah. Um, they're they're beating up on each other. Warrior in a thing I don't know if I've seen this happen to Hulk Hogan. At least not terribly often. Warrior like throws Hogan into the steel post, uh, which is for Golden Age Hogan, I should say. NWO yeah. Hogan probably had that spot a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 But like, but then, yeah. Warrior gets back in the ring. The gorilla press over his head, drops him. He hits the big splash. That's his finishing move. Two count. Two count. On the Hulkster. But then. Sure enough. (laughs) Hogan does all his moves. He punches. He's up. Big boot. He goes for the leg drop. He misses. Warrior rolls out of the leg. Another splash to to the Hogan and the ultimate warrior pins Hulk Hogan. One, two, two, three. three. And then at 3.1, Hogan kicks out. Hogan kicks out. Yeah. He's like, well, that's, that is not going to work for me, brother. Uh, You know, 3.1, he's kicking out. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. But doesn't matter. Warrior for the dub. Um, Looking back on it now, I did note how, Hogan got to kick out of Warrior's finisher. Warrior does not get to kick out of Hogan's. Hogan's finisher. No, but I I do feel though 
that warrior rolling away from the big boot is still like insane because that never mm. happens. No, I, you get hit with the big boot, you're done. It's leg drop time. Yeah, and, and so and so like as much as Hogan definitely was like, I got to protect my finisher, brother. Um, if you're gonna make me lose, I at least gotta make sure the the leg drop looks good, dude. Yeah, you can't uh, kick out. You can't kick out of the leg drop, dude. Can't get out of the leg drop. That's illegal, brother. Uh, I. It does. I, I'm almost kind of happy that they went with this instead because, like, it makes Warrior again for a brief moment before he we you know before it returns to regular programming the next week, and we all remember that. It, oh yeah, it's the fucking Ultimate Warrior. Uh, it does make him look like the evolution, almost a bit savvier to be able to, you know, instead of just brute force taking the leg drop, actually being able to like maybe psych Hulk Hogan out and avoid the world's ultimatest finishing combo of the big boot, the leg drop, and the one, two, three. He rolls out of it. It makes him look really fucking savvy and really smart for a brief moment. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I do kind of like that he rolled away from it. I thought, I thought that kind of worked, honestly. Yeah. Hogan is looking to God and saying it was only two. <laughs> it was only but... two. It was only two. Um... But, but no, Hogue, yeah, Hogan, and then Warrior has won, and Hogan managed to make this about as much about himself as he can get away with. Oh, absolutely. You know he now, politics this is, like a motherfucker for this too. Everyone criticizes this part that like Hogan makes so much of this shit about himself. Oh he, yeah, like he we get so much of this time. Hogan is like he leaves the ring and he's about to cry. And he gets his belt and he hands the belt over to Warrior and they hug. And then we get to watch Hogan leave the ring and ride the the cart back up the ramp. I gotta I gotta say, the the like for as much as it was like him hot dogging and still managing to make the moment about himself, um I do I, I did th- think it was kind of wholesome how he did like hand over the belt to Warrior and like they hugged. That was that part fine. If it was just that part, we'd be fine. Yeah, but, you know, it's also Hogan. It's so the camera focuses so much on Hogan as if this is still about him. Well, well, and also Jesse and Gorilla on commentary. I'm sure completely fucking mandated to do this are also making it about Hogan still like by hand they say like oh what's Hogan gonna do and when Hogan like hands over the belt to Warrior rather than attack him they're like and Hogan just cemented his legacy as truly immortal like what about the Warrior stop putting Hogan over this isn't about him I guarantee you that was like Hogan you know Hogan getting the politicking to be like commentary so you don't put me over dude yeah Um, so what a moment. Like, this was supposed to be, like, time to fade Hogan. It's been I know. six years. I diagnose you with old. It doesn't work it doesn't for work. a lot of reasons. Um, you know, <laughs> first, first of all, Ultimate Warrior is a fucking liability. He is, Like, ultimately, the biggest problem is that dude is who he is as a person. He and, is, and as a wrestler. he was not, he was not, he was irritable to deal with. He, he wasn't generally well liked. Mm-hmm. He frequently fucked off and didn't, you know, he's, he's been fired multiple times for, he fired at least once for skipping shows and shit. Like he was always a pain in the fucking ass that, yeah. that Vince only ever put up with because he was a draw. Yeah. Um, 
and he was also fucking untalented in the ring. I mean, that was easy enough to get around. It worked fine without him, but it doesn't help. It, if we're trying to think of like why Hope Warrior couldn't last, because this this whole story arc was about talking about Warrior's greatest triumph. Might as well talk about why he couldn't last. That was part. The, the the limitedness in the ring did not help. Like he was, like everyone shits on Hogan as a re- in ring wrestler. And he ain't he ain't no like Will Osprey in there, but you know, the guy could absolutely work a hell of a match with what he got in a way yeah. that Warrior could not. And I think another problem is the feuds. The feuds were bad. They didn't draw well, as I alluded to earlier. They kind of quickly go back to the well of Rick Rude that the fans were already kind of sick of. They didn't, and they let Hogan fight Earthquake, which admittedly it would have been another problem in a different way if they run Earthquake because Warrior had just finished fighting with Dino Bravo. Um, they go to the well of DiBiase, which by this point DiBiase's not top heel material anymore. No, he's much more jokier mid upper mid heel now. Yeah, I, I almost feel like this this thing with Jess with Jake the Snake was like grand finale ish for for his like top heel status. As a yeah, in a way it is. So yeah. it's a problem of they don't have good store. They don't have good feuds for Warrior. Mm-hmm. And then honest, this is a bit unfair, but I will point out also that Warrior is super of nineteen ninety in a way that like was quickly gonna not be cool like he is cool for 1990 i'm not gonna try to pretend he's not but he's super hair melly and face pain and, and like kiss and yeah and guns and roses kind of energy and Generic like grunge 90s song Nirvana is about to, Nirvana killing many careers in the nineties and they would have killed ultimate warriors too. If he made it that far <laughs> grunge is about to be way fucking cooler than hair metal. Um, and would the war, the warrior would certainly would have had to have changed, I think to fit more of that 90s sensibilities. If he, if we're going to look at him as a long-term draw, but yeah, can't take it away from him, dude. Burned bright. He burned very bright and burned very fast. And he fizzled the fuck out real quick. Yep. And so, yeah, this this was uh, overall for this arc. I, we already talked in the upfront about WrestleMania six, the WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. And so this, one, this arc i had a lot of fun with this arc overall it was yeah. kind of fun to explore this era some more and i honestly for as much as it was the wrestlemania of all time i didn't hate this watch experience i didn't watch nearly as mm-hmm. much of it as you but like for what i saw um it was goofy in a way that was pretty bearable for me and also like uh, it did have some legitimate highlights. So yeah. overall, yeah, not not a overall bad experience, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah, someday we'll be back to talk about the other Hogan Warrior feud. Oh boy! Oh Jesus! 
WCW. We don't need to worry about that for a while now. Let me get away from that for a while, yeah. So, next arc here of this ancient era arc. So, oh. the, the the problem with this podcast is that these arcs take so long to do. I come up with ideas for future arcs before I finish. We fit, we come anywhere close to finishing the new one. Yes. And so it's not fun. It's not a cool, fun, hip. I like, it's not a re, It's not like a recent idea in my head, but I watched dark side of the ring. Great, great docu-series on it's, Vice. It, it is. I need to watch more of it myself. Season four, there's an episode about Magnum Tiet. Uh, oh. Was a big up-and-coming star in the mid-80s that got in a huge motorcycle accident. Or maybe it was just a regular car wreck. I don't know. He got in a big vehicular accident. It pretty much killed his career. Yeah. And he's a big what-if story within wrestling. Like... Mm-hmm. He was kind of, I don't want to get too much into it yet. Cause we're going to do a whole arc about it, but he was very much considered kind of like the heir apparent to wrestling, the wrestling world in the mid eighties. Like he what? felt like this guy had it all. He had the look, he had the talent. He's, he's the fans are into him. Let's, and then, and then a car wreck. And then, a car but, Fuck. Let's. I want to oh, do shit. an arc. He did have the look. Fuck. He did yeah. Dude was on that Burt Reynolds ass looking. <laughs> Holy shit! You're not kidding. Okay, that's sick as hell. Anyway, so I thought let's do an arc that explores one of Magnum TA's greatest triumphs, and in doing so, we will be doing we will be going, we're going back to 1985. But we're not going to the WWF. Oh, my. We're going to the NWA. Whoa. Of 1985. Holy shit. Okay. Fuck me. That's cool. Let's do it. Yep. So that is what we'll be doing in the near future. Fuck. All Uh, right. God damn. Yep. As for next time, as we go, I guess I'm going to say is we'll be doing on the road to Starcade 1985. Holy shit, I didn't realize they were doing Starcade in the late in the late 80s. That's cool. Or Starcade actually well. came before WrestleMania. They Whoa. Actually, yeah, WWE would prefer you not think about that, but don't think it's about it too hard. Uh, anyway, anyway, as for next time though, we got to return to the temple. I oh! mean Holy it's shit, man. Time. Uh, Aztec Warfare 2 happened, and um, Dario Cueto is back with his god brother. And I don't mean god brother as in brother of a godparent. I mean his brother, a god. An eldritch eldritch abomination, yes. Yeah. And And who is the new champion? Shit! (laughs) Yeah. Holy hell. Shit's about Dark, to get darkness sank. was conquered only for a bigger darkness to show up immediately. <laughs> what what uh what overtakes darkness? More darkness, baby. That's right. Let's fucking go. Woo-hoo. All right. So yeah, let's go back to Lucha Underground season two. Uh see what happens now that we're Ooh. in a new era. Ah, I'm excited. I love that show. Uh that's for next time, though. Until then, David hit our plugs. 
Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us in yet another episode of the News and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Uh, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again joining or er, uh, welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you used to consume our content. We're just so happy to have you here. You know, da 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 New people, hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the News and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all all the weird bullshit either way uh we hope you feel welcome here we hope you had a good time with us we hope you know you kind of want to come back and have uh have spend more time with us week after week and i'm going to tell you all the ways you can do so first and foremost of course you can find us on youtube we are the noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube hit subscribe ring that bell make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode uh you know give us all that sweet sweet engagement helps out our channel metrics a lot uh add us to your playlist austin has been uh or check out our playlist Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that we follow into their own separate playlists. So if there's something you want to follow without having to skip around a whole lot, you can just go around there, pick and choose, and follow something all the way down. It's great. Um, and you can see our, our beautiful, sexy faces, the sheer shock on my face that I enjoyed such uh, matches as uh, the, the mixed tag between Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire versus uh, the, the, the Macho King and, and Queen Sherry. Um, you know wild stuff uh but yeah so join us for the video version over on youtube if you want to get of course the audio only experience we have you covered there as well you can uh find the noobs and knockouts podcast on uh, google podcast apple podcast and spotify three of the best places to find your podcast um check us out there give us a listen again some of that sweet sweet engagement although it's much different you know if you could you know if you're so inclined download our show so you can listen to us offline and and maybe leave us a nice little rating and review so that if, if you enjoy us we maybe you should tell more people to you know get off their asses and enjoy us yeah i'm just spitballing here yeah. uh, either way however you want to consume our show youtube spotify google podcast apple podcast whatever we just hope you feel like joining us in the future um but hey, we exist past this little void that we find ourselves in week after week. Uh, you can find us on some of the some other places on the interwebs as well. Uh, of course, first and foremost is our Twitter. You can follow us at Noobs and Noxpod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Noxpod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We do the whole Twitter thing. Memes, discourse with the IWC, which is never a good idea, but you know, whoever said we were smart people. Uh, we put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell is going on. The highlight of our Twitter, of course, is weekly wrestling live tweeting every uh, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm back, baby! Uh, and we are talking about, and better than ever! Uh, yeah, um, we are live and talking about uh, uh, AEW Dynamite on TBS uh, and and having a grand old time tweeting about that. Additionally, when I have the time to, I've been kind of lazy and busy recently. Uh, but, you know, when we have the time to, sometimes I'll hop on on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern and talk about AEW Rampage on TNT. It is the show that y'all been waiting on. And, of course, uh, I'll sometimes hop on, too, on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and talk all about AEW collision on TNT. I do hear that Saturday nights are perhaps all right for fighting. That's true. Many people are saying this, many such cases. Uh, on top of all of that, 
Austin is the king of the knockouts. He is a man who, you know, ostensibly follows all three. Hey, hey you don't gotta hey. be that. You don't gotta be that honest about it on air. Hey, you you were honest about it last time. I was just preempting it. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, who follows the three major North American wrestling companies? Likes to keep you guys posted about it. Sometimes we'll tweet about the pay per views. We just generally like to tell you guys what the fuck is up, especially for those of the newbish persuasion. Gives you a chance to kind of shop around, see what wrestling you might want to get into uh so my friend who what is on the docket at coming up sure uh so for aew we just talked about how you can watch those every that show every week shows yes so uh, we are recording this pre full gear but we releasing it post post full gear so we're not happening baby i can't wait not gonna happen that we're not gonna talk about that uh the next aew pay-per-view then Will be World's End, which is a name that goes so fucking hard. What the hell? But it is happening on December thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Which, sorry, won't be watching. I will be. Uh, All right, no, December has thirty-one days. December is thirty-one days, so it's the day before New Year's. Now I got to double check when the college football playoff is because the Ohio State's playing on December 30th. No way, Jose. Oh, no, don't worry. I got you. I got you covered, brother. I my see my boys are going to be lame and in Vegas, but I'm still going to be hosting a fucking watch party at my house. Even if my boys ain't there, come hell or high water. uh, So far, all we have to announce is the championship final to crown the inaugural winner of the AEW Continental Classic. AKA, Ooh. uh, got what if we did the G1? Hey, uh, oh, we've just been talking about this recently. We have just been, we, whoa, mm. we got it. We got to do the comparison the Continental Classic versus the Bound for Glory series. The Bound it, for Glory series. Oh, admittedly, the Continental Classic is already starting off on a better foot. Yeah, well, I can, follow, I, can follow the, I can follow the point standings, and there's only two groups of six. That's yeah, all we're doing. there's like a jillion fucking stipulations to this. Yeah, we got so already step up. Hell yeah, uh, brother. That's all we got so far, obviously. Then up uh, next for TNA. I'm gonna have to get used to saying that again. Fuck yeah. After the after I got totally known as TBA T- TNA, soon to once again be known as TNA. Yeah, I got so used to fucking Impact Wrestling. I fully oh. got it, bought into that name change, and now I'm going to go back. Total non-stop action. No other uh, meaning that acronym. Don't think about shush. it. I mean, not going to lie. Shush. As a kid, I that's all I thought TNA meant. I was well, like, total uh, non-stop action. What, do you, what else would it mean? I didn't know the other meaning of that term until I was like 16. Um, anyway. Uh, so right now, Impact Wrestling uh, TNA is about to rebrand itself back to that name uh, for a whole lot of fun reasons. Right now, they are going through a bit of a product. They're trying to do a bit of a rebrand, relaunch thing. They're kind of just like they're trying to get a big old production change. They're coming back at the start of the year all brand new. And so what that means, though, is that, you know, right now they're in a bit of a lull. They're just kind of 
doing they aren't doing storylines and stuff but it's very much like we're just we're just trying to we're just trying to make do with like the international tours that we already have planned and turn them into weekly television uh for the next two months uh but if you would like to watch or go ahead and start watching along get a feel for it uh you can do that on uh every thursday uh for one uh for one dollar a month you can live on YouTube at 8.30 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. Uh, you can watch Impact Wrestling uh, every week, commercial-free. Or if you do have cable, you can tune in on Axis TV, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Uh, now for the WWE. They got a show upcoming uh, the, this week when, by the time this episode drops. Uh, it's Survivor Series War Games. Oh my, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Holy shit. If that <laughs> actually happens. There's no way. There's no way, dude. Bro, I will say though, if the War Games match happens and the fifth member of the team of Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn is CM Punk, I will laugh. And that yeah. is legitimately so fucking funny. Would be the funniest outcome imaginable. That would be insane, and I would love it. Anyway, uh, WWE, you know, WWE, you can watch Raw on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network for now, and SmackDown on not at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fridays on Fox for now. They are they are changing around network. It's that time of the season. It's time to be changing yeah. around. TV True. contract. Um, but uh, November 25th, you can watch Survivor Series War Games on Peacock, uh, WWE's uh, uh, NBC Universal streaming service. It's where WWE licenses out all their content. And the big cat and the big selling point for Survivor Series now, I wish it was traditional Survivor Series matches, but that's a whole other rant for another day. Heck. Um, is the is bringing back the war games match it's pretty simple two two teams of four or five two rings one big old cage no rules it goes until somebody submits or quits and it starts with one man each and every like two minutes uh, and then every five minutes a new person comes in and the match can't end until everybody's in the ring it's yeah no it's blood and i mean war games hell yeah yeah hold on blood and guts a different thing but yes uh war games it's a lot of fun uh, but i uh, you know i do love the traditional survivor series tag team elimination oh, matches it. those are so much fun i love I, it anyway that's the whole thing how wb has ruined the brand of survivor series in my mind but that's a story for another time yeah well, uh, let a ramp yeah and we we need to do a Survivor Series show, so I have an excuse to rant about Survivor Series matches. I look forward to it. I don't know what the I don't know the contents of this rant. I look forward to hearing it someday. Yep. Anyway, so that is kind of how to follow the big three wrestling uh, companies in America right now. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. No, uh, be sure to check all that out. You know, we love to talk about this shit. Hey, it's our one chance to talk about, like, modern stuff on a retro review mm -hmm. show. Um, so, you know, we we appreciate that. Thank you for indulging us. But also, again, for the noobs in the audience, um, 
pay-per-views especially are such a great jumping on point if you're trying to kind of get into all this shit uh <laughs> because you know there are these big epic shows you're bound to get some cool matches on them old storylines wrapping up new ones kicking off uh you know it's just it's just kind of a cool like awesome spectacle and a great encapsulation of everything fucking wrestling stands for uh and usually there's at least something you know to really legitimately enjoy on there so you know we'd like to tell you guys all about that give you all your options yada yada it's great so if you want to hear us ramble all about that shit uh and if you enjoy listening to us ramble on on our show you'll enjoy it over on the twitter at noobs and knox pod of course if you want to get in more direct and long-form contact with us you can email us at noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com that's noobs the word and knockouts pod at gmail.com come say hi to us there tell us what you think about the show request things you want to see us cover on the show start discourse tell us our hot takes are stupid or that they're based either fucking way we just love talking to people we love people saying hi we would love to say hi back noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com of course Finally, if you want to support our show a little bit, you know, uh, chinga chinga ching, uh, uh, you could find us also on Patreon. The Noobs and Knockouts po- uh, podcast is on Patreon. The link is in our Twitter. One dollar a month, just a single literal dollar you do, gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out, as always, to uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for his steadfast support of our program. We love you, buddy. You know, thank you so much. Enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy Kyle, be sure to check us out all up on. On that Patreon, Noobs and Knockouts podcast. The link for that, once again, is in our Twitter. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.